I'm Amy. And I'm Ethan. And welcome to the Dark Friends Book Club. We are reading through the Wheel of Time series by Robert Jordan. This episode will be spoiler-free for chapters beyond what we're currently reading. Enjoy! Hi, listeners. You're about to hear there's going to be a huge difference in quality between me now and me in the episode. It takes uh, until about episode 8 for me to get my new mic, but I do get a new mic, so please just hang in there with us. We really love you. Okay, bye. Hi, Amy. Hello, Ethan. And hello, listeners. Welcome back to another episode uh, of the Dark Friends Book Club. Yes, that is indeed the podcast we are doing right now. Um, This time, we're going to be covering chapters 19 through 23. Some pretty exciting chapters. Yep. I mean, yeah, no, I would say exciting. I was excited. exciting. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of stuff happened. A lot of stuff happened. Uh... And I guess the best way to get to that stuff is to just get to it, huh? Yep, we can jump right into it. You know, every time we sit down to record, I forget immediately how we've started all the other ones. And uh, so I'm not sure there's going to be a through line for people. But, you know. Well, I mean, we always start with the hi. We say hi to each other. Yeah. And I think sometimes we, like, cut the, we, we, you know, we bullshit around a little bit and then start. I don't know. Do. I think we usually jump in. You know, it is what it is. I think the 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 unpredictability is part of the fun. Yeah, I mean, I may just you know have cut all of that out and just have us like jump right in. Who knows? Well, guys, here's hoping <laughs> Ethan didn't cut out my personality. <laughs> well, you've heard the you've heard the you've heard the the opening recording. I think I, I have, have the personality intact. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Um. Okay, so let's get started with Chapter 19, Shadows Waiting. Yes. Our intrepid group makes their way into a ruined arid hall, a city so grand, Rand finally realizes why Tom might have been laughing at them every time the boys talked about all the travel they did, or to the cities they've seen. The group manages to find a building to hunker down in for the night, and the boys are tasked with taking care of the horses. Of course, the minute their task is done and they are left unsupervised, Matt convinces Perrin and Rand to go exploring with him, without telling anyone where they might be going, of course. They explore around the city, and as soon as Matt starts talking about trying to find treasure, a man appears! This stranger tells the boys that he has not candy in his van, but treasure in his basement, and so... Off the boys go with this man who says his name is Mordeth. He brings them down a dark winding staircase into a creepy basement and eventually to his treasure hoard. The boys are in awe, seeing so much wealth in one space, and start diving in while Mordeth asks some totally innocent questions. Rand was smart enough earlier when they met Mordeth to not give their final destination, instead saying they were going to Camelin. Matt is not so safety-oriented and proceeds to tell Mordeth who they're traveling with, where they're going, his mother's maiden name, and his social insurance number. Mordeth, however, is very upset to hear they're headed to Tarvalon, calls them liars, and attacks. The boys panic, trying to get to their weapons, when suddenly Mordeth gives a screech and runs away. The boys quickly skedaddle, with shadows chasing them out. They eventually make their way back to the group and are quickly scolded by Nynaeve, while Moraine is simply disappointed. Disappointment that quickly morphs to worry when she hears who the boys were dealing with. Turns out, Mordeth was responsible for the poisoning and eventual fall of Arid Hall, and is one of the reasons this area is now referred to as Shadar Logoth. Eventually, everyone settles down to sleep and to wait for Lan to come back from trying to track the boys down. When Lan does make it back, he comes with information. 
The Fades have forced the Trollocs into the city, and the group needs to leave. Now, even if it's dark, and it's a bad idea to be wandering around Arid Hall in the dark, they make a plan to get to the river, where if they can get across, the Trollocs won't follow, and the group goes to gather their horses. And that's kind of where we Yeah, Shadow's waiting. It's a, it's a, that's an important chapter here, Amy. It is. It is. I mean, it feels important, but why don't you tell me why you think it's important, Ethan? I mean, I know why it's important. <laughs> why, why is it so important, Ethan? Or is that a spoiler? I mean, it's it, there's various spoiler bits to it. Okay, well then but, we know, don't we does, don't have to does, get into it. It is the inciting incident for them for splitting the party. It is. They split the party. Spoilers for you know the next chapter. You know the next chapter, but you know if you come into this episode, you know you're getting spoiled for chapters 19 through 23. So like for wheel of time, know. at least we might spoil for wheel of time, not 19 through 23 of every book ever. Um, yeah, I mean. <laughs> we sometimes spoil some stuff, but yeah. uh, you know, um, yeah. There's a few things to cover in this chapter, I think. Yeah, Tom uh, talks about dead people stealing your body. Yeah, that was interesting. You know, because Matt's talking about being a little freaked out about it, and I'll just say, I everyone has old blood. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> We, well, we not all, Rand, because like, he's not from there. <laughs> he still has old blood. He's still, like, everyone's blood is just as old as anyone else's. <laughs> no, uh, old Ethan, blood it's like the metaphorical you. old blood, you um, know? Special old like blood? Like a bloodline. I think it means more a bloodline than actual blood. We all blood. have a bloodline. Okay, but it's a specific bloodline. Oh, like just a specific one. I don't know what to tell you, man. It's the special blood. That's it's why always, it's old blood. That bit's always annoyed me. I'm like, okay, he's got he's 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 old blood. I'm like I'm like we all like what 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 is that? Is he inbred? Is that what that means? Like, it's really yeah. it's a really concentrated bloodline. You see, I mean, honestly, it's really I would stuck in the family. If he was inbred, and it's just like, a nice way of saying have... they're inbred. I have, I might have a little bit more sympathy for Matt if we found out he was inbred, because, like, holy shit, this man is stupid. <laughs> oh, man. Like, Ethan knows this, because we talked a little bit about it, like, before. I was, I was, I was ranting in the Discord. We don't talk about anything, unless, we don't like, ever except talk, this podcast. Except for this podcast. But I was ranting in the Discord about Matt, because, holy shit, this, this boy infuriates me so much like he is such an idiot he's on an adventure amy he's so stupid how many times okay like i know i'm beating a dead horse at this point because we mm -hmm. went over it in the last part the last episode but like he doesn't learn he just doesn't learn well and i, I mean, think that's the most infuriating thing is this the first time he's like really had consequences for what he's done like you know no, the inn they were staying at burned down because the oh, thing. His that... fault. Oh, his buddy almost got beat to shit by a few uh, white cloaks. Well, that's because he didn't run like like Matt did and hide after they did the thing. He just like walked out <gasps> there and was like, "I'm a cool dude with my sword." Okay, and what about like when Lan had his hissy fit because Matt almost told somebody what they were doing? Listen, Perrin's the one who got the the, the bucket thrown from Lan. <laughs> Why is he such a mat, such a mat apologist here? Um, you know, I just Why think there's there's there's, there's some a, extenuating he, circumstances. 
Okay, okay, Ethan. If you, uh -huh. as a 17 year old, were approached by a man and he's like, hey, I could really use some help. You want to come see my special uh, treasure? Baby, would I, you follow him into a dark basement? I grew up in a metropolitan city. Uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> where, you know, care. I was talked about stranger danger and not, you know, bumfuck nowhere where all the. <laughs> All like you know, it's like oh, a peddler's in town. Ooh, it's like the big talk of the year. You know, we leave all of our doors unlocked. As as literally, this is literally like the the horror story that like our parents used. Like, don't get into a stranger's van, yeah, no matter parents, what he offers you. There are no vans in the two rivers. Like I said, mm -hmm. everyone gets like their doors unlocked there. Yeah, and you know what? Half their house has got burned down by trollocs. <laughs> right. So like. But the trolls won't come in here, Amy. Moraine said. Okay, except obviously they will. So here's the other thing, right? Moraine's all uh -huh. like, they won't come in here. They won't do it. Blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. they do, right? So now she's yeah. like, okay, we just have to get to the river and cross the river. And they won't cross the river. And I'm like, mm, except maybe they will, you know? Because <laughs> <laughs> you said they wouldn't go into Aaron Hall and whoops, look what they did. They came in. They came in, so maybe you're not as right about things as you think you are, Moraine. But she does, you know, in the last episode, yeah, Moraine did say, you know, in the days of the Trolloc War, it was the ally of Mernetherin, you know. And Mernetherin's mm -hmm. cool, they talked about Mernetherin. There's that cool story about Mernetherin. That's, that's true. Oh, that's the other thing. <laughs> I think I highlighted it, because it kind of made me laugh, and I was like, oh, you sweet summer child, Rand. Um, oh, here it is. Erdholm must have been the greatest city in the Trolloc Wars for the Trollocs to still be afraid of it. See, that's not my read. If someone's like, yeah, the Trollocs and the Fades are afraid to come in this city, I'm not like, it must have been because they kicked their ass. It's like, no, because something worse is here. Something worse is here that's going to eat them. Well, that's my thought process. I think, I think I, I'm pretty lenient in this chapter for the boys, mostly because, you know, well, they don't have... Uh... My experience with fantasy writing. <laughs> I mean, the, to be fair, like, I will say, to that's fair for Rand. Like, this isn't a moment where I'm like, you're such an idiot, Rand. This mm -hmm. is more just like, oh, you sweet, naive boy. Like, yeah. no. Like, that's not what that means. Uh, Matt gets no such leniency from me. I'm sorry. Maybe it's my pure <laughs> hatred in my soul for him. But first off, he's the one who's like, hey, we should wander off into the city by ourselves. If the Trollocs can't get in, there can't possibly be any other dangers here. He's such a Chad. <laughs> what did he say to hear? <sighs> such a Chad. I see. Yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah, it's a real. Like they want to look around. It's a real city, and they get to look around because mm -hmm. there won't be a bunch of people everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and then he's, he's like, you know, they'll just be out for an hour or two, and then someone's mm -hmm. like, you know, then parents like, aren't you forgetting the Trollocs? And then Matt's like, you know. Lance said they wouldn't come in here, remember? You need to listen to what people say. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah, and then Rand chimes in. You need to like, listen up. I remember Rand it. I, I just think slow, okay? I'm not stupid. <laughs> now, listen, we're going to get to my thoughts on Perrin, okay? But that's coming. Oh, uh, let's see here. Yeah, and then Perrin's like, we should ask Meringue, which, like, he, you know, probably should have, you know, mm -hmm. that would have been mm -hmm. wise. But also, like, he's also made it very clear that she will, like, stop them from doing anything. Like, yeah, she really doesn't like, especially ideas that aren't hers. Yeah, well, I mean, like, listen, Matt's not wrong when he's saying, like, Moraine and Nynaeve will probably stop them. Mm -hmm. But hey, Matt, did you ever stop and think that maybe it's for 
a good reason? <laughs> like, let's put all the supernatural stuff aside. What if one of you gets your skull caved in by a crumbling building? They'll be sent. They're just gonna look around, Amy. Yeah, look and looking treasure. around, they talk about how they go into buildings. Looking around means going into buildings, and you know what? In ruins, sometimes things are unstable. What if one of you falls on the ground and breaks a leg? What are the other two going to do? You're going to have to go running back to Moraine. Mm -hmm. Be like, hey, we broke our legs, you're looking at this. Or if one of you gets your skull caved in. Yeah. Well, no saving you, because I don't think you have the strength of will to live through that, so... <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I don't get mad obsession with treasure. Like, uh, no. Just from, like, the way they live. Like, I don't get. Like, unless he's just full of stories about, like, oh, these people have all these riches and stuff like that. But, like, the two rivers, I don't, I don't understand how Yeah, their you have a whole works. big, you have a whole big thing here. <laughs> Comment here about the, the, about the, the economy of the, the two economy rivers. Of the yeah. two rivers. Why? Like, they're, they're not under any higher government, right? So I guess they're just, like, yeah. being brought random coins from random lands that they're using as their own currency, I yeah. guess. I mean, but I like, think it just comes down to the actual value of the copper or silver or gold. That's right, what the scales are in. for, right? Yeah, that is what the scales are for. But, like, to what what are they using? I mean... Because they like, have guess, to pay the peddlers. Right. Uh, yeah, they have to pay the peddlers for their luxury goods that they bring them that they sell for their tabak. But again, why not just like trade the tabak directly for? Well, what because the peddlers, peddlers are need to use coin once they get into the big cities, Ethan. Right, it's but a like trickle the down economy... thing, right? The... Oh. <laughs> the entire like the entire Two Rivers economy seems to to rely on their wool and their tabak. Yes. Like the tobacco, right? Yeah. Why not just so, call it tobacco? Just, the tobacco. Like, it's why fantasy. call it tobacco? <laughs> like, uh, we all know what it is. We all know what it's supposed to be. Just call it tobacco. So very much is like, you know, I, I get them needing gold for the gold and money for the peddlers uh -huh. and stuff like that. But in, like, I don't get what his obsession in particular is. Because he's not, like, poor. He seems like he's got a home. His Parents mm -hmm. are farmers, it sounds like, who deal in horses. Well, uh, I'm going to use your own argument back at you. He's a teenage boy. Like, there not that what they get excited about? Adventures and treasure? Adventures, yeah, but like treasure. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe he's gotten a lot of stories I mean, of treasure hunters, I guess. Yeah, and I, I don't know. Like, he just seems more interested in finding treasure, like, to find it, you know? Well, I mean, in the thing, like, in the, uh, where is it? When they get into it, oh, um, that's true. He like he's like oh, or, like because they see the big thing of treasure, mm -hmm. and Rand's like oh, like he's like the 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 monkey from Aladdin in the Cave of Wonders. Yeah, uh, where is it? That's what, yeah, blah, he's blah, 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 he's with a cry. Deep in the Matt Ranford fell to his knees in front of one of the piles. He said breathlessly, pawing through the gold. <laughs> we'll need sacks to carry all this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. Like what the what's going on here, man? Like, wh why are I you? I don't so know because to... he's an idiot. <laughs> it all comes back to Matt being an idiot. I honestly, I don't know. That's not something that bothered me about this. It's interesting. See, this is why it's interesting to talk about because you pick up on things or like things like jump out at you that I'm like, oh yeah. I mean, I guess that's a thing. <laughs> 
I mean, I get, you know, personally, I think I have a theory that this is being caused by something uh, Mm. that's a spoiler, but I'll I'll, I'll bring it back when we get to it. There's a, uh, there's an aspect of this book series. There's a, like an in-universe thing. Wait, aspect capital A? Okay. uh, uh, No, never mind. Sorry. Okay. I was really confused for a second. But yeah, there's a, there's a thing in the books. Uh, we'll we'll get it'll it'll pop up in a few like in a few episodes, but where it's explained okay. that I have some issues with. But okay, anyway, the this whole bit where he's so obsessed with the money, I, you know, I find odd. Yeah, I guess you know what I was so enraged by this point about the sheer stupidity of these boys. Mm-hmm. I don't think it bothered me all that much. I was like, yeah, you of course you want the treasure. Like you're the kid who got the candy he was promised before he got murdered. Uh, right. You know, <laughs> a real lovely bone situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <sighs> he'll come down into this teen hideout I made for. Uh, I hate that. Movie. <laughs> We're not spoiling the lovely bones as well. It's, that starts in the middle. That starts at the very beginning of the movie or book. Is it the very beginning? I don't know, man. Yeah, I, haven't, I don't think I've ever seen like, the full movie. I remember I was young when I saw it. I like, which is so messed up. Thinking. Yeah, it freaked me out. But yeah, the or look, yeah, you never like, got kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Matt we never like, that watched out. and or read the lovely bones, or else he probably would have been more more concerned about more death. Yeah, you know what? It is true that this is like the first consequence he gets for his actions. Yeah, and I'm like, fucking finally. (laughs) Good. I'm glad he. Good. You 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 deserve this. Like not full on death, but you deserve the consequences of this. Um. Yeah, but also apparently Mordeth doesn't have a shadow. He also does not have a glossary. Does uh, he not? He does not. Neither does uh. Um, Mashadar. Mashadar? Madresh? Barashadar? I've always heard it pronounced Mashadar. That's fair. I'm just making you think it up. I don't know why I'm so yawning. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so bored. No, I have been sick for the past few days, so I'm very uh, lethargic. Oh, God. What? (laughs) I'm looking at the glossary and I just saw Land's entry, and I'm like, holy shit, why is this so long? Did you? Where? Hold on. It's just his name. It's long. Oh, yeah, his full name. Yeah. Alan Mondragoran. Yeah. I almost went in on his like full like title, but I don't think we've heard the whole title yet, so. No. I won't spoil it. I mean, we know Last Lord of the Seven Towers. Yeah, Last Lord of the. There's more. Oh, God. Okay, well, we'll get to that. There's um, like. There's like. It's got like three more lines of title in there. Oh, God. Well. I will say for the future something I did pick up on coming back mm-hmm. to our chapter that we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's the agonized scream that Mashadar. I'm assuming is uh, Mordeth, right? Uh, uh, it's unclear. It's very unclear who gives the agonized scream. scream. Yeah. But like, I say this because, uh, right. So like, there's the scream. They all start getting up and like looking at each other. And Matt mm-hmm. peered around the side of a treasure pile, clutching a dagger snatched from the trove. Mm-hmm. And what was one of Min's visions for Matt Coffin? I don't know. It's, it's, a dagger with your... a ruby. I should have that I open. I don't have it open right now. Dagger with a ruby. Yep. Very 
Interesting. You think that's important? I think it might be, yes. Well, and it's very unclear whether or not he keeps the dagger. Yeah. Because Rand well, uh, doesn't notice, because Rand right. is unobservant. Uh, well, I'll point out, Amy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, you're all dead now. Here we go. Uh, so Rand untangled himself and picked up Tan's sword. I don't know if you if you can find that pretty quick. Uh, or not. It's right after, like, you know, they burst out into a hall above sliding and falling the dusty marble, scrambling out through the columns. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Rand untangles himself, right? And then we get to what Matt says right below that. At least we're out of it. Matt got up from the bottom of the pile, dusting himself off in a shaky imitation of his usual manner. And at least I... Are we? Perrin said, interrupting him. Oh, he got... He took the fucking dagger. And at least I... Got something out of it? Yeah, maybe. And then he lies about it. I don't think he directly lies. Well, no, because Moraine's like... While Moraine goes into her... Ooh, Moraine. I'll give a lot of shit to Moraine for this. Really? Okay. Yeah, it would have taken... She could have... It would have taken her a single line of, of text. Hey, don't leave. It's super dangerous here. To be fair to Maureen, she was exhausted because she had already been, like, doing a bunch of shit. It's Lane fair. could have also she... said something. That's fair. That Anyone, fair. any of the adults in here. And I'll say this. Maureen also has made it very clear she doesn't want anyone but her telling the boys things. Anytime Tom has started to tell them stuff, he gets like, I'm going to kill you, look, from Moraine. Okay, okay. But, you know, devil's advocate here, right? Uh How many times have they warned the boys not to, like, stray too far, not, like, to be careful, to not talk to people? Like, Like, it doesn't, it goes in one ear and out the other. You know, they really were only given a safety talk about in the, in, in, what you call it, Bear Lawn. And they're like, yeah, we worry about dark friends, so here's all the rules. And, like, Rand tried to keep it in mind, and so did Perrin, you know. Matt's stupid. But him and his buddies yeah. were constantly like, hey, you can't do this, stop doing this, stop doing this. And, like, when they were t- when he was talking about going into the city, Matt and Perrin, or Perrin and, and Rand both were like, uh, you know, and gave him reasons why not. And, like, if, if Moraine had, like, explicitly said to them, mm-hmm. do not leave, don't, don't, like, stay close to us, it's dangerous. I don't think Perrin would have walked at on least. the building. Yeah, anything. If she had said anything, but I mean, she had enough strength to talk to Nynaeve about herbs. Like, where is it? She has a full conversation. Uh, yeah. For one, Moraine replied, "I all I truly need is a little rest." For another, I agree with you. Your skills and knowledge. Like she's talking at Nynaeve here, mm-hmm. and she could have like looked over and be like, "Hey, <laughs> don't leave." I don't mean, that's. Leave. Fair, but didn't. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to find the part. Brian's like um, hands on the pommel, studied the building intently, and nodding. This will do. Yeah, I was trying to. I was trying to find the part where Land tells him to. I thought Land told him to come back, but he doesn't. But no, he, he like, doesn't. He, Land he doesn't. the horse. He's like, bring the horses inside. He commanded. Find a room in the back to use for the stable, move farm boys, this isn't the village green, and vanishes it. Because he's, like, he's in full, like, oh, oh, Moraine, let me, you know, I need to care, you know. He's doing his full, like, protect Moraine business. Yeah, he's doing his full water. I get. Like, he has to to carry her in. But I'm just, I I guess my thing is, like, you you make a good point, you make a a good point, right? Yeah. 
But also, there was, like, extenuating circumstances going on where, yeah. like, I don't blame her for assuming the boys would not just wander off. Oh, I do. After everything that's her. happened. But After I everything that's happened. Yeah. No, I understand. I think that's a completely, you know, reasonable I, thing to think. They, you know what? They're, everyone's at fault. There is no one person. Everyone is at yeah. fault in this situation. Because Nynaeve as well could have said something, could have, like, yeah. told the boys, like, stay where you are, you know? Like, yeah. Or told Egwene. Like, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think Nynaeve needed Egwene to hold her purse open for her during the, uh, during the whole, like, I'm not blaming Egwene, obviously, for what the boys did. No, 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 no. But, but Moraine or Nynaeve could be like, hey, go watch the boys. Like, because they've done that before. Moraine's put Egwene in charge of the boys before. Yes. It could have been a very quick, you know. Keep an eye on them. They do stupid shit when they're alone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, although, uh, oh, I will say this. Though mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everyone thought Tom was with them, Tom left them all alone. Yes, and I know that Tom like Lana Moraine, like... Lana Moraine typically don't trust Tom, but I think in this situation it's kind of like, okay, Tom's gone with them to bring the horses. Like it should be fine, right? Yeah, they had they had a super they had an adult, and the adult yeah. left to go smoke. Like, <laughs> well, he went inside. Where is it? Uh. Does he go inside, or does he... Yeah, Tom says, bring the horses inside, and he goes with them, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, because that's when that's when Tom is, like, Tom's with them, putting the horses away, when he's like, hey, you know, dead people can, where is it, don't say that, because they, yeah, they started messing with Matt about him speaking words he doesn't know, which, you know, personally, I would be, like, very concerned about that as well, mm-hmm. and then he's like, don't say that, uh... And to get everyone's attention, he's like, that's dangerous talk, stupid talk. The dead can be reborn or take a living body, and it's not something to speak lightly of. And then he right. talks about old blood, which um, which annoys the shit out of me about everyone has old blood. I don't know if I've gotten <laughs> into that on the podcast yet, or if that was you and me talking separately. Uh, you put it in the comments, I think. Yeah, everyone's got old blood. Uh, yeah. Or is okay. it here? I get the and in the context of the story, I understand old blood has a special meaning to it. But like, yeah, the way the way Tom talks about it in this, it was your roots, boy, a line running from your father to your grandfather, right back to Manetherin. I'm like, that's how everyone's bloodline works. It's like it's not normal, or else everyone would just be like randomly speaking random languages. Uh, but mm-hmm. anyway, <laughs> uh, the what does he say? Uh, I think you ought to forget about it and concentrate on getting out of here safely. Tom produced his long-stemmed pipe from inside his cloak, and I think I'm going to have a smoke. With a waggle of the pipe, with a waggle of the pipe in their direction, he disappeared into the front room. So he went back to uh, Moraine and all them. Yeah. So, and at this point, during this whole conversation, we are in it together, blah, blah, blah. Like, them talking about this. You know, people, they thought, they, you know, Tom would have walked in and it's just a single room. So I don't know yeah. why any of the adults here weren't like, hey, Tom, where are the boys? Like, yeah. I don't know how long it took them to send Lan out. Because it couldn't have been, like, Lan, Lan would have found them real quick if it had been, like, any time, you know, soon. <clears throat> just from how, how it's That's presented as, Ran, as Lan, you know? And these yeah. three are idiots. I can't imagine, they're not naive, like, hiding no. the trail. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Like, I, I maintain, like, other than Egwene, everyone is a little responsible for what happens. Mm-hmm. Nynaeve's too busy uh, trying will... to impress the Aes Sedai, even though she wouldn't say that's what she's doing, but I guarantee you that's yeah. what she's doing. 
Well, I don't know if it's impressed so much as like, I mean, maybe it's a little impressed, but Nynaeve kind of strikes me as like, she kind of want to want wants to one up her like, oh, see, your one power can't do this for you. No, yeah. can it? <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I was meaning. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. By like, imp- yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I'm useful no. too. Like, you know, she's she's got her. She's being a bit prideful. Yes. And I think in normal situations, and she even says, whereas like once they get back, she's like, this is Matt's fault. Blah 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 blah. And it's like, yeah. uh, she's not wrong. Yeah. Well, you know, she's not wrong she's not wrong <laughs> matt was the one who who forwarded the idea but what is it is like uh i think neither perrin nor rand would have gone along with it if matt hadn't pushed it yeah no no yeah no they, they didn't even have it in their minds to do it no um but he did have an answer to all of their like pushbacks and if they had been given a better pushback i don't think he would have gone and then we get yeah. like you know when they all come back like tom annoyed me or he calls them fools under his breath when it's like, Tom, you also could have been like, hey, boys, it's dangerous. Let's go inside. Yeah. Like, like don't like, go wandering off. I'm going to go smoke. Don't go wandering off. It's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. And then the, you know, uh, naive. Well, she makes a good point, though, mm-hmm. where apparently you did not think at all anyone who thinks would be wary of a place that. Oh, wait, that's not naive. That's a great no, I think. That's Moraine. Wait, Moraine? That's Moraine, yeah, because Matt comes back with, you said it was safe. You He's said Errol was an ally of Manetherin, and the Trollocs wouldn't come into the city. And that, But she, she does make a good point where anyone who thinks would be wary of a place that Trollocs are afraid to enter. Because I do think those are the words she uses when talking about it, is that Trollocs are afraid to go there. Mm-hmm. And I will. And what did he say? Uh, and also, she tells them it's called because, sh- like, Egwene makes a point of being like Shatter Logoth. You know, I thought you said this was said he was called Arid Hall. She says mm-hmm. at the end of the last chapter that it's called Shatter Logoth now. Yeah, and then didn't say what what Shatter Logoth is until the I end mean, of this chapter, where she finally says what it is, and everyone's like, "Oh, uh, yeah, that is scary." When we know yeah. the name of the place. It's like, welcome to Zabadu. Like, whoa, what does that mean? And that means death is in this building. That's what this, that means. <laughs> oh. I'm just saying, she's not wrong that, like, if if the bad guy you're afraid of is afraid to go into a place, it should make mm-hmm. you wary of that place. You know, if a vampire is afraid to go into a church, that doesn't make me afraid to go into the church. <laughs> it makes me, it does me. Well, <laughs> well there we go. Well, and and... I guess for me, it's because there's a couple of like context clues that like I picked up on. And again, like that, you know, yes, I have like the fantasy reading, but like Uh I picked up on like Moraine did not want to go there in the first place. She Mm -hmm. didn't think it was a good idea and didn't decide to go there until they had no other choice. Yeah. So you combine that with the fact that the Trollocs are afraid to go in and that kind of makes me go, Hmm, maybe I'll stay close to the group. Yep. Or maybe I will tell an adult before I go wandering off. Yeah. And like for all that they don't like, and I think it's the wishy-washiness for me, where they're like, mm-hmm. I don't trust an eyes to die and blah, but like we don't have a choice, and, but I don't trust anything she says, <laughs> right? Like, uh-huh. <sighs> So it's either you don't trust what she says, she says the place is safe, and you're like, I don't trust that. Or you do trust her, yeah. but then, like, I don't know, I don't know. It's just, like, there's a lot. Yeah. Boys are stupid. 
these boys, these boys made a bad decision. And it, and uh, you know, I, I'll, I chalk this up to a failure of leadership more than anything else. Fine. Like the boys are at fault, right? They fucked up, but. But it could have been handled better by the adults. I, I, yeah, I will agree with you a there. A single line of fray, a single line would have would have stopped it. I think. Mm-hmm. Or if they, or if Moraine at, at any point instilled more camaraderie with the boys, they would have asked her instead of yep. "I'll kill you before I let the dark one have you." Yeah. Yeah. Right. We've talked about this chapter a long time. We have. We. I, I mean, I feel like there's some chapters we won't have so much time to give to them. Like, oh, yeah. This one oh, just has yeah. a lot to... We get the history of it, too. Sorry to cut you we off. We do. We do. Which is very... Like, you pointed this out, but it is very... Like, Mordeth is a real Grimma worm tongue here. Like, yeah. With Theoden. Yeah. With all Theoden yeah. And all that. Spoilers Comes the in. The rings. Poisons his mind. Yeah. Turns the place but then, evil. like, obvi- but then there's something that comes in that doesn't seem to like this Mashadar, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like Eridol just... or Eridol, uh, like more death showed up, right? Yeah, and then he kind of brought it with him, and it's like I think Mashadar mm-hmm. is more like it's just the combined evil of the city, like becoming right. Like, it's uh, not like a a thing, like a real person or whatever. Yeah, I'm trying to find it where it's like. One's called Aridol. Uh, blah blah blah. It used to be real cool. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. here, this is the part where I'm like, this is like now knowing, like now being fairly certain that Matt kept that dagger, right? Mm-hmm. This part has me because she tells him, like, you know, he can give um, some of his influence through gifts that twist the mind and taint the spirit, the taint waxing and waning until it rules or kills. And, like, she's very clear to be like, he didn't touch you, did he? He didn't give you didn't do anything for him. He didn't give you anything. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of tell, like, Matt is worried because he's like, but we are safe now, aren't we? He didn't <laughs> give us anything and he didn't touch us. We're safe, aren't we, with the wards you said. So he's motherfuckers. Like, I took a dagger, but he didn't give it to give me. Give it to me. So it's fine, right? Instead of being like, hey, I have this dagger. You don't know Do if he has a dagger. It'll be a problem. I think he has the dagger. <laughs> I think he has the fucking dagger. He, the, this idiot, he has the dagger. These are a lot and, of interesting like rules that that uh, Moraine is very uh, clear on that, you know, it seems like something that you'd like give someone as like a tutorial on, on, on Shatter Logoth. <laughs> Yes, that's fair. Hey, there's this dude named Mordeth that lives here. Uh, yeah. Here's three things you shouldn't do mm-hmm. that I'm very, I'm very perceptive of when I'm interrogating you. Yes, that's also that's, sorry. Go ahead, Amy. Yes, no, I was just gonna say that's fair. I have something to bring up, but after you go first. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna make one more point, and I'm gonna say so. At the end of all this, uh, Moraine, yeah. <laughs> I want to know how she knows a certain bit of information. Uh, where is it? If he, if ever he conceives or convinces someone to accompany to the walls to the boundary of Mashtar's power, he will be able to consume their soul, consume the soul of that person. Mordeth will leave wearing the body of the one he worse than killed to wreak his evil on the world again. How do you know that? What- well, because maybe wherever he was before, that's what happened. He got out, and okay. then he made his way to Arid Hall. Maybe. Maybe this is like two thousand. Or maybe years ago, like too. this is a thing. What? This all, this happened like two thousand years ago, like timeline wise, but yeah, or may, you know there might be histories or legends of what might happen, you know, like mm-hmm. it just seems like very world ending, 
that we know what will happen, but if it had happened yeah. before for us to know it, that's just a little like story pet peeve of mine. When when stuff like that yeah. is said, and I'm like, how do you know this? Like what? Like how do I we mean, know that's what would happen? This is very specific. What would happen? That would be my read on it. Like, look what happened to Aaron Hall. That's what happens if he makes it out of wherever he's bound. You know? Yeah. He does this to another city. Yeah. It might be as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't that know might, what kind yeah. of information is in Tarvalon. Like. Yeah. Who knows? My thing was just like a cute thing where I, I'm really loving the Nynaeve land interactions and like not even interactions, but here like, you know, they're talking about like the uh, like the wars will protect us till the land returns. It's been gone a long time. Nynaeve looked worriedly at the night outside. Full dark had fallen as black as pit. And it's just like Nynaeve seems always seems like concerned for Lan or like wants to impress Lan or is like happy when he's impressed. And there was the whole blushing thing. And I'm just like, I'm here for it. Get it, girl. <laughs> you here for the flirting? Or I don't even know I'm if it's flirting. flirting. I don't the even pining? know if it's flirting. I'm here for the pining. There you go. I'm here for the pining. Oh, we do get a bit from like, what is it? Althorin, Alban. King of Minethrin, who I think is mentioned in the Minethrin thing, like, very indirectly, because I believe, like, the king that's mentioned in the Minethrin story is, like, Althorin, Al blah, blah, so this would be, like, his grandfather or something. It is. It's Aemon, and then it's, like, Al being, like, the the son, oh, you know, son yeah. of this guy. And I think Althorin was, like, the third, so his grand, it would be his grandfather. Because they mention Aemon later. The king of uh, Arid Hall was Belwyn Male. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. oh, it's Aemon Althorin, right? Yeah. Okay, okay, I see what you mean. So, like, th- uh, this is his father. Yeah, or grandfather. So when his father was king of Minethrin, then... Th- that's like, when all that's this went down. All- yeah, okay, okay. Oh, uh, and that's why he expected Aaron Hall to come help, because uh, it makes sense. It makes sense. It all, well, the fell, wheel keeps turning. Before that. This fell, that, so this place fell, they found out, like, oh shit, this place fell, and then, like, a while later, then Minethrin fell. Mm. So I don't think they were ever expecting Eridol to come to help, because I think Eridol was already dead by the time everything went down. But it would explain why they were so far away from everything. Like, they didn't have any yeah. allies closer. Especially if we look at the, if we look at our you look at the map, map, and they're so far from everything. Which, by now, I will have... That will be in, like, uh, show notes, everybody. In the description of the podcast, I will share our map week. You should go buy it from the person that sells it. Go buy it from the person. Go buy a print of it. Yeah, you've got Minethrin right there by Devon Ride and Emmonsfield, and then... I'm, yeah, I'm not allowed out. to look out of a, outside of a certain uh, zone. Yeah, you're not allowed to look in the upper right-hand corner of the map. I'm not allowed to look at the upper right-hand corner of the map, which really just makes me want to go look at the upper right-hand corner of the map, but I won't. No, you are not allowed. I won't. <laughs> but I want to. I just want to put that out there. Yeah, I mean, they're backed against the lake and, like, a lot of stuff. Yeah, you know, it makes, it makes yeah, sense. So, yeah. Assuming, like, you know, any other big city would probably be, like, Camelin, if it was even around back then. Might be close enough to help them. Also, I mean, I'm looking... Like, Amador. Oh, God. I'm going to have some questions when we get to a later chapter. What? Nah, we'll get there. Um... Okay. Okay, so I'm just trying to figure out. They were coming down here. They're trying to get to there. We can cut this out. This is me trying to figure out where they were going, you know? Okay. Uh-huh. So they're going from Berlin, and then they were heading to Whitebridge. But they cut off before the hills of Absher. 
Right? And we're going to cross the Aranel. But why? Because then you just have to cross it again to get to Camelot. Well, they, they wanted to cross the river to get away from the Trollocs. Trollocs, right. And I guess they're like, they, well, worth they crossed, having to... Yeah. Yeah, but look, because they were at Shadar Logoth, like, we're going to cross the river, right? The, mm -hmm. You cross the river, and then if you start keep heading towards Camelot, you just mm -hmm. have to cross the river again, and perhaps cross another river again. Yeah. Like, another branch right. of it. Yeah, you have to you cross the river Haven. Yeah, you have to cross. Yeah, you cross the Aranel, then you have to cross the Haven or Helda or whatever, and yeah. then there's that other fork like right before Whitebridge, like up towards Carling, Caroling Grass or whatever. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Sorry, that was just me. Like, holy shit, you were really taking a detour. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But but yes, super duper uh seamless transition. Also, it looks like they were. Well, yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah. Through the power of editing, we've transitioned. To chapter 20, Dust on the Wind. Chaos starts to slowly creep up on the group as they try to leave the city and make it to the River Aranel. It starts with Lan and Moraine becoming separated from the group by a tendril of the evil that plagues the city and cosplays as Moonlit Fog, Mashadar. Moraine tells the group to meet them at the river by following the Red Star and then dips. Rand takes the lead of the Fielders and Gleeman since no one else seems inclined to and everything goes fine until they run into a group of Trollocs. At that point, everyone scatters in different directions in a bid to escape. Rand runs and manages to cleverly, and I know I, the first time I think I've used that reference, that use that word in reference to Rand, but cleverly maneuvers the Trollocs and Fade, chasing him into getting consumed by the fog. Luckily, he listened when Moraine said, you touch the fog, you die. Eventually, he meets back up with Matt, and they exit the city, and then immediately get caught up with Tom, who's like, run, you fools, and then just starts, like, booking it on his horse, because he's running from a group of Trollocs who are on the hunt. Meanwhile, we get a new point POV, and Perrin is pondering his escape, making sure to think things through before making a decision. As he finally decides to leave, he meets up with Egwene. They exit the city together, but soon a group of Trollocs starts to hunt them again. And in their mad dash to get away, Perrin rides his horse right into the Aranel. He thinks Egwene also falls in, but is unable to find her, and eventually makes a very difficult swim to the other side, which is presumably Trolloc-free. Back with Rand, Matt, and Tom, they manage to narrowly avoid capture by the Trollocs and come upon a, a boat. They rouse the crew as the Trollocs attack, but the boat manages to make it away with what seems like no casualties. The captain is not inclined to give them passage, but after some talking from Tom and payment from Matt and Rand in the form of the silver coins they received from Moraine, the captain is convinced to take them to Whitebridge. We end our chapter with Rand feeling guilty about leaving behind everyone else, but mostly Egwene, because he doesn't think she should be on this adventure. So yeah, we're back to that. <laughs> hmm. So, a few things oh. to talk about, I suppose. Yeah, you get to meet everyone's favorite boat captain. I mean, he's pretty entertaining. Yeah, Captain Beryl Dolman. Um, yeah, and then we get, like, hey, this Dolman. is where we get the whole, like, a little bit of, you know, oh, Mashadar doesn't, like, think. It just kind of, like, does its thing and floats around, you know? Yeah. And we have um, to yeah. point out the, the chapter headers. 
Oh, I forgot about the chapter headers too. Well, for chapter nineteen, it was ravens. Yeah, which, which makes sense. Before. You know, yeah. we've seen ravens before. It usually means bad General shit, evil. general evil. And for chapter twenty, we've got our our uh like trident like trolloc fist, fist trolloc fist and skull thing. The trolloc. Yeah, fist means sign. trollocs. <laughs> yeah, trollocs. It just means trollocs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, you know, I'm I actually had no. That's totally fair. I actually had a couple of moments in this chapter where I was like, you know what, Rand? Good thinking. Like Rand did pretty good in this chapter. I'm not gonna lie. I was a yeah. little proud of him. He moved up slightly in my estimations. To be fair, in the moment, he's pretty good about what he does. You know, it depends like, on he the was moment, pretty... but yeah. Well, I mean, like during the Trolloc attack before, like in danger, he's got a good head for like what to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. But like, like you know, I mean, the fact that he just like everyone's kind of like dithering because they're all freaked out, you know, and yeah. he's the one who steps up and is like, okay, we have to make it out. Like, let's go, you know, mm-hmm. um, like maybe not that like clearly, but he 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 has the thought where he's like, okay, I guess I'll just get moving because no one else is. Yeah. Uh, he he leads them pretty well until the Trollocs, and then like. I don't honestly. I don't blame him for everyone scattering because up until that point, you have followed Rand. So like, right. just let him get you out of there. You know what I mean? But yeah. no, the group scatters. <laughs> like as like he even says at one point, they all scatter. Like five different voices scattering in as many directions. <laughs> like, this way. None of them went the same way. So I don't Great know. That was. Rand. But I was, I was, I was pretty impressed with his whole. Uh, honestly, for me, it was really the moment where he's like running through the tendrils, like just like ducking beneath them and letting the the other things get like caught in them. You know? Yeah. I was like, damn, I'm mighty impressed. Good job, Rand. Those trucks die horrible deaths. You know. Eh, well, you know. They're evil trucks. So that's alright. They're evil trucks. They're not they dark. But yeah. Um, I don't know. Matt does that thing where he's just kind of there. <laughs> he, he exists. He runs with them. Oh, yeah, that's right. So Red Star, he you does... think that's Mars or you think that's uh, Antares? Mm. Mars or what? Antares. The star Antares, you know. Yeah. Everyone knows his basic astronomy information name. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, that's my fun little thought when I was thinking about that. I was like, I'm like, Red Star. I'm like, oh, I guess that's probably Mars. Probably. Probably. That would that oh. would make sense. Just my fun little thing. Um, you know, Antares is another red star that you see in the night sky. That like it's about the same hue and brightness as Mars, so it gets confused a okay. lot as as Mars. So it's okay, unimportant. Okay. Just you know, fun fact. A fun fact, mostly because I googled um, is the red star in this chapter of Wheel of Time Mars, <laughs> and Go- and Google did not know what I was asking. So it's like people confuse Antares for Mars, and I was like, All right, <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Um, also impressed with uh, Perrin's stamina to get across that river. You know, like oh yeah, swimming full in a full kit of stuff with a with yeah a axe on his belt. Yep, and like good, good on him for not dropping that axe. Like I was like, you know what? Yeah, maybe not the best choice. Like falling into the river in the first place was just dumb. That probably saved him. I don't think, but it probably saved him. Like he had no other way most... to get away from him. That's like he was doing the full like not looking where you're going when you're driving a car essentially, but it was a horse, you know. Yeah. Because he was so busy checking up on Egwene. 
Although, very interesting plane. fact, I want to point out. Remember how I said there was some weird shit going on with Rand and the horses? Mm-hmm. Very interesting that Bella, all of a sudden, when it's just Egwene and Perrin, can't keep up with Perrin's horse. She had no trouble keeping up when they were like, on the run from Emmons, Emmons Field. This is weird. So weird. Also weird. Rand's like, oh my god, something has to save me. And then a boom just comes out and smashes into the Trolloc's chest and saves his life. That's because that one dude, the, 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 the lazy dude, didn't tie it down. Except he says he did. Yeah, but he's a liar. He also says that they brought the Trollocs with him. I mean, that's fair, but he seems genuinely surprised. Listen, I'm bringing this up for a reason, because in the next chapter, we we learn some things, and I'm like, oh, really? Is that so? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We're connecting some dots here, lis- dots here, listeners. That's what we're doing. Amy's proficient in spotting foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. I am. Thank you, Brendan Sanderson. <laughs> Fun fact, uh, without spoiling anything, but just fun fact for everybody, uh, if you've read Mistborn, you know how it ends, and I call the the third book, I don't, I don't know if you know this, Ethan, our mm-hmm. friend Andy knows this, because I was messaging him as things were going on, but that third Mistborn book, the, uh, which one's the third one? It's uh, the Hero of Ages? Hero of Ages. Hero of Ages, I called every twist that happened in that book. Every, like, big reveal, I called it before it happened. Because hmm. I am proficient in spotting foreshadowing. Yep, there's weird stuff with Rand and Bella. Weird stuff with Rand and Bella and just his luck in general, we shall yeah. say. How did, you uh, feel about the, how did you feel about the parent switch-up? I was so happy to get out of Rand's head, to be honest. We were just talking the last episode. I'm like, I need a fucking break from this kid. And I got that, this chapter block. Like, I really got that break I needed. Yeah. Thank well, after God. After the bit on the boat, we don't, we don't hear from Rand again. We're no, in, we're we in don't. Other people's heads. Um, no, I actually, I, I, in, so far I'm enjoying the Perrin, the Perrin uh, POVs. I, I'll get, I'll probably get into it more in like a, a chapter 24 when we do that summary there. But I've got yeah. some thoughts and feelings about Perrin now. Okay, that's good. Um, yeah. Is there anything, I don't know if there's anything else from this chapter that like. Oh, I think there is. Is there? Well, you got all the stuff about Bale Doman and like, you know, paying passage and. Oh, the captain! Yeah, how he wouldn't let his own mother ride for f- sail for free and all that. I'm yeah. like, wow, he's a stand-up bloke, huh? I figured he'd be bad because I believe Tom says, "Let me do the talking," and then these two are like, "Oh, I've just come to expect it at this point." Tom <laughs> said, "Let me do the talking," and I was like, "They won't." <laughs> <laughs> well, they do mostly, and then he's like, "I wouldn't even let my own blah 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 blah," and they were like, hey, "We have money." The, oh yeah, the coins that Moraine told them to hold on to and not use. Did Moraine never told them to hold on to them and not use them? Did she not? Mm, I don't believe so. I believe she's like, here, here's a coin, and then the boys have to talk about. I'm not going to spend That's it. I'll true. keep it. That's true. Well, you know, they forgot about that, so yeah. it's not um, like that has consequences. <laughs> and then Tom's like, you know, I could have had a song, blah blah blah, by you know a few songs we two hadn't been talking about it. Which, like, you know, seem like oh. you would think they realize because of all the like how excited everyone gets everywhere Tom goes. They're from the but... two rivers, Amy. They don't know anything. They thought they they traveled far, going to the waterwood and the in the foot of the mountains. You know, I had a thought today where I was like, yeah. "Wow, 
I think I finally understand Gandalf's frustration with Pippin. <laughs> I think I get it. Because I've always loved to... I've always loved Pippin, but mm-hmm. uh, now I'm like, oh my god, I think I get it. <laughs> like, holy shit. Yeah. There's just a lot of stuff people do that, you know, you, you know, people don't know things. But um, I believe also uh, Doman reveals that he's had trouble with the Trollocs already. He does reveal that, yes. Which is interesting, because this is the first time we've run into anyone that's, like, taken them seriously when they talk about Trollocs that isn't, you know... Hasn't, like, yeah, isn't part of the group. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, Trollocs, they keep chasing me, or something like that. Very interesting. Where is it? Where does he say it? Uh, <laughs> oh, here it is. Uh... Fortune prick me, we be three, four miles downriver from where you came aboard. Trollocs make those fellows put their backs into the oars. They know Trollocs better than they like. Nope. Yep. Oh yeah, well, here it is. Uh, I've had my fill of Trollocs digging my heels long before tonight, and I'll have no more. Can I help it? Yeah, so what's going on with that? Like, he's been coming down, what, the air, the... The Aranel, I think? Yeah, the Aranel. And the Aranel starts up in Saldea, up at Maradon. Well, and he was saying in Sel- he also mentions how in Saldea they were having problems with Trollocs, like burning fires and stuff, uh, burning farms and stuff, right? Where's yeah. Saldea? North and to the left. North and to the left. Or you can go down to, to Shadar Logoth, you know where that, you've, you've been around that one already, and just follow yeah. the river up. Just follow the river up. Oh, there it is. Saldea. Yeah. Yeah, so they've had problems up there with Trollocs, but that they followed him like all the way to down here. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, it's a long way, and again, like not a lot of people have heard about him except for this dude. So, mm-hmm. but then again, there's not much up here. Saldea down to Shadar no. Like, there's just these little weird trees everywhere. Yeah, and they're not. Little Which I'm town. not looking at the legend to see what that means. Good. So yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I don't have any ideas about that. Uh, I just like, wanted to point it out. Mm-hmm. I agree, it's weird. There must be a reason for it. I, I don't know what it is, though. Did you like how Captain Doman speaks? Yeah, it's fun. Like a pirate? I would, like, yeah, that, honestly, I was gonna say, like, it makes me think of a pirate, like, right away. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then you get the blah, 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 you get the dude who gets in trouble. Yeah. And the whole <laughs> that thing Ran just stomped. <laughs> ran landed on. Yeah. But yeah, where is it? Uh, since you brought it up, I Gelb. figured we were... No, yeah, well, it is Gil, but it's when Rand's about to get stuck by the... Oh, here, I have it trollic. highlighted. Um, time seemed to slow as the Trolloc raised the jagged pole as if to spear him with it. To Rand, the creature appeared to be moving as if in a dream. He watched the thick arm go back. He could already feel the broken haft ripping through his spine, feel the pain of it tearing him open. He thought his lungs would burst. I'm going to die. Light, help me. I'm going to... Trolloc's arm started started forward, driving the splintered shaft, and Rand found the breath for one yell. No! Suddenly, the ship lurched, and a boom swung out of the shadows to catch the Trolloc across the chest with a crunch of breaking bones, sweeping it over the side. Convenient coincidence. Convenient coinkydink. But that's all. Or is it? I think that's, that's, my, <laughs> that's all. It's, it's just a coincidence. It's not. We're and we're gonna talk about how it's not. Well, unless there's something else you want to talk about about this chapter, Ethan. Uh, I don't think so. I think we covered all the comments I put down for it. I think so. Oh, you see, you've already just so the listeners know, Amy. Amy puts a red uh, highlight over her her summary once we finished it. So <laughs> it she's done. Been. She's been done with it. Uh, <laughs> whether I'm done or not. Um, 
Yeah. I don't want to get to why I'm right. Perrin, Perrin and Egwene are together, and I put down Mr. Steal Your Girl. For uh, I mean, you know, Min said him and Egwene weren't meant for each other like he thought they were. Maybe it's Perrin and Egwene who are supposed to end up together. Yeah. Would you like that pair up? No, I think Egwene's too much of a bully for Perrin. <laughs> uh, more like Egwene and Matt. Oh, no, he, she he deserves someone him. smarter. God, no, Egwene, don't be that girl. Listeners, yeah. you can't fix him, okay? You are not responsible for fixing someone. They have to fix themselves if they want to be with you, okay? You can always try, though, listener. No, stop if it. They're, if they're Bad super hot, Ethan. maybe you can fix them. Bad, Ethan. Bad. Spray bottle. Psh, psh. Chapter 21. Chapter 21. Listen to the wind. Nynaeve wakes in the hollow she managed to hide herself in, safe Nynaeve. but alone. Nynaeve! I was so happy. I was I, so thrilled. <laughs> I knew you'd be happy with that one. She starts heading downriver and attempts to track the others to no avail, unfortunate. She does eventually manage to find Lana Moraine and sneaks up on them to eavesdrop on their conversation. She stays hidden quite a while before Moraine finally realizes she is there. Nynaeve demands to know how they are going to find her people, and the discussion eventually leads to Moraine dropping some big truth bombs on Nynaeve. Turns out, that whole listening to the wind thing wisdoms do, that Nynaeve does particularly well? Yeah, that's touching the true source. Nynaeve is basically just a little untrained Aes Sedai, as much as she hates to hear it. And if she doesn't let someone teach her, she'll probably die eventually from not using it properly. This is a lot for Nynaeve to take in, but she accepts it very sadly and begrudgingly. But also asks Moraine not to mention it to anyone else. Uh, yeah, but also asks Moraine not to mention it to anyone else. Lan is also there during this whole conversation, awkwardly trying to pretend like he can't hear the whole thing. I love that he's trying to give Nynaeve this space. So sweet. Uh, after a bit of back and forth and some major frustration on Nynaeve's part, she decides to stick with Lan and Moraine, who are going to head south after the two boys who seem to have lost their coins, which were, by the way, essentially just tracking devices. Nynaeve makes a fuss about Egwene being out there, possibly alone, but Moraine is totally sure... Yeah, Moraine is totally sure Egwene is a super capable teenager and will be totally fine on her own in the wilderness because the Trollocs aren't even after her. So out the trio heads with Nynaeve silently promising violence upon Moraine if any of her people are hurt. Ooh, so much stuff to get to in here. So uh -huh. much for such, like, it's not a super long chapter, but boy, does it have some information. First off. Bravo! I, I want to give a bravo to Nynaeve for managing to sneak up on both of them and stay hidden for so long. Because it's not yeah. very many people, I feel like, could sneak up on land. Or Moraine, if you can channel. Or Moraine, if you can channel. So, good on her for that. Because mm -hmm. it also, as Ethan has commented here, gets us some information that's not, like, veiled in secrecy. Yeah, because Moraine loves her secrecy. Mm -hmm. Oh, I will say there is a there is a fun thing that like there is one before we get into that. Sorry mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to jump around, but uh, there is a point where Nynaeve talks about how she ran into Trollocs and they like kind of came after her, but then sniffed the air and turned around and left. That yeah. kind of convinced her that okay, they are after the boys because like I'm not who they're after. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and she gets very pissy that Marine was not lying about that. Yeah. 
But yeah, we get some we get some information. We get to eavesdrop on land and moraine a little bit. Yep, yep, yep. Literally. <sighs> I think I'm just gonna have to start like reading the Kindle version also while I listen. You do what you gotta do, man. Um, I mean I'm already there, but I mean you can carry on. I, I think I found it. Uh I they're all gone. But I don't know if that's the first Yeah, time we found it. out like all the Trollocs are just gone, even the dead bodies. Like just gone. Mm-hmm disappeared into the wind um into the wind into the- uh and land cuz like something that Nynaeve points out when she's trying to like follow the tracks is like there's too much going on like she can't tell what's trollic what's the kids like what's like who's what you know yeah uh and land kind of confirms that saying there's no clear sign of the boys or any of the others the tracks are too muddled to tell everything to tell anything uh yeah. which Nynaeve, like, makes Nynaeve feel a little bit indicated, because, you know, Lan's a good tracker as well. Uh, so she's yeah. like, haha, I couldn't find anything either. We're the same. Look at us. Hoo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then, you know, they have a, a bit of a discussion about how, like, there's, like, a thousand Trollocs hunting them, and, like, yeah. how they made their way down, all the way down from Shail Ghoul. Yeah, Moraine tries to do a little... Well, a word play, and Land calls her out. Oh yeah! Don't try to evade it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. 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 But he makes a good point. Like if there was they, a thousand if... of them chasing them, and why weren't they sent into the river, the two rivers? Mm-hmm. And they were only sent after we crossed the Terran. It's a you know, it's a very interesting thought. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting question because like Moraine mentioned, like because he's like, how did they get here? You know? Yeah. If they had like, been can, there from the start, they, they would have yeah. all been there in the two rivers to get them. Yep. But if they got sent so quickly, like, how'd they get there from Shia Ghoul so quickly? Yeah. And if they and can then, send them there, can they send them anywhere? Yeah. And he mentions Saldea, Arafel, and Shinar, which are the borderlands. Right. I'm guessing that border, the blight. Yeah. There. The only one he doesn't mention is Kandor, which is the other. Mm-hmm. There's, like, four borderland countries in Saldea, Kandor... Arafel and Shonar. Interesting. And she kind of, she does seem to dismiss it a little bit with the whole world will be overrun in five years if we do not find those boys. So, like, to her, finding the boys is more important than, like, how did the Trollocs get here? Which is interesting. Um, And then she mentioned something about the ways are closed. Mm -hmm. What are the ways? We don't know. Well. Is it in the glossary, Ethan? Uh, I don't know if you should check the glossary. Let me look at the glossary entry for that. It might be. Uh, it is not in the glossary. Well, nope. And then, but she also, she, she says that at the same time, she talks about traveling, which we have seen and heard. Because mm-hmm. uh, just teleportation. Yeah, he travels. <laughs> Teleports. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and she says, like, unless one of the Forsaken is loose, the light send it is not so yet or ever. There's still no one who can. And then, like, even then, they couldn't have brought all those Trollocs. So it's like big confuzzle over how these Trollocs are just teleporting all over the place. Yeah. They too are worried, and, you know. Well, Land's a lot more worried about it than Moraine seems to be. Yeah. I think yeah. Moraine's just more in a, we can't do anything about it, so let's focus on what we can do. The boys. Yeah. And then that's when we find out Rain, the, the, the trackers. Boys. The trackers. Yep. Uh, Which, you know, may have been helpful if Moraine had been like, hey, 
it's important you guys don't get rid of these coins. Right? Because she's like, don't worry. If you guys split up, I'll... Because f- well, that's I one think... of the things when they're all splitting up, right? She's like, don't yeah, worry. Like, I, I can will be you. able to find you. Like Marie just say at that point, with the coins, don't get rid of them. Yeah, because then we find out she has no way of tracking Egwene and no way of tracking Dom. Yeah. Or Nynaeve. Just like, or Nynaeve. Not that that's, you know, a problem, but... Not that that's a problem, but she doesn't have any way of tracking those three. So really, what had happened if the three boys joined up and then the three others? Like, I'm sure Lan would be like, I, I'm pretty sure they'd be like, whatever, and just take the boys and go. But like, they definitely would. It would be, you know. Yeah. Well, oh, well. Egwene, Egwene, it seems like Moraine has a lot of like, because she says like, she's like, she could be like one of the strongest Aes Sedai in like a century, right? Other than Nynaeve. Other than Nynaeve, who's apparently stronger. Yeah. And I do like that bit of like, oh, Mo- you'll probably die, even though like, it seems like Nynaeve's like uh, wisdom teacher seemed to have a good eye for picking out what girls that could channel there in the two rivers since yeah. her first one died and then she found Nynaeve. And Nynaeve's still alive and we don't know how like how long she's been. Well, no, because uh, we don't know how long she's been channeling. It's at least been since Egwene was a little girl, since that's when she, like, says that's when, she, like, she probably, that was the first time she channeled, probably, was saving Egwene, or curing her of that sickness. Yeah. So, like, ten years or so. Yeah, I'm trying to find where they say how old Egwene was. I was mostly, because we know that one wisdom, the wisdom that trained Nynaeve, is super old. Yes. And the fact that she picked two girls that could actually, like, channel, apparently, mm-hmm. I think is a good hint that she also could channel. Probably, if not as strongly, then at least enough yeah. to know. Enough to like be like, hmm, because because well, enough like, to recognize because Nynaeve also recognizes recognized it in Egwene. Yeah, and that old lady, if she's you know she because well, remember Egwene's like she's super old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. Moraine might be a little putting on a little bit with the probably die. Probably, in my opinion. I mean, but that might be her experience, right? And like Nynaeve does confirm, like, they're having like the girl before her died, somebody else died recently in yeah. uh Devon Ride, yeah. Like, so it does happen, but I think like it might not happen as much as Moraine thinks it does. Like, she says it's three yeah. out of four, and it might be like it might be three out of five, you know, yeah. like because we have two out of four at least that are. Alive. Well, we have two out of we've got three out of five. You're right because if if the old wisdom could do it, and then we've got Nynaeve. Well, we don't know if Egwene would have died. We, we don't like, know. I, I got the impression that Nynaeve is past the dying stage. Me too. I think Moraine says you've you've managed to find what did she say? She's like you found some way to channel safely or something, doesn't mm-hmm. she? Uh, I'm trying to find it. Yeah, you have managed to crude control over the power, even if touching the true store still comes at random. If you had not, you it would have killed you eventually. Yeah. So, and then it says, as it will, in all probability, kill Egwene. So I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it does give the impression that like Nynaeve won't die, but like she could but have. Egwene could. But Egwene could. Like, there's no way to know, right? Yeah. She could just be using fear tactics, or Moraine could just be saying like, it could just be. She could be just saying fact, like what to her is fact. Like, if we yeah. don't usually, if they don't find the girls, they die. Yeah. This is also the start of people being upset that they have superpowers, which annoys me. Yeah. Well, Using the I power mean, organized to die, a filthy like, dark friend. Sorry. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, they've been told their whole... Like, they've heard stories their whole lives about how the Aes Sedai are evil and everything. It's mm-hmm. hard to, like, undo all that, like... I don't want to say brainwashing, because that's not really what it was, but, you Aaron know... Aaron gets a little freaked out, too, about his thing that we learn about. 
Yeah. Yeah. He starts being like, oh, oh, oh. I can't I don't do want that. Cool, I don't want cool powers like that. Dude, and I'm like, I would be so happy to have parents. But anyways, we'll get into that. Okay, we'll get into it on that one, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you said you had some stuff you like from this chapter that you think applies to Rand. Okay. <laughs> you like that Let's layup I did go. for you, Amy? What? My little layup there for you? Yep, thank you. I just, I'm trying to find where it is. Uh, nope, that's her. Oh, here it is. Okay. Okay. So perhaps this, this is when Na- Moraine's like forcing Nynaeve to like uh, confront the fact that she has the power. Whether she she can touch the one power, the true source, whatever, right? Yeah. So she goes, perhaps as much as eight or ten years ago, the age varies but always comes young. There was something you wanted more than anything else in the world. Something you needed and you got it. A branch suddenly falling where you could pull yourself out of a pond instead of drowning. A friend or a pet getting well when everyone thought they would die. You felt nothing special at the time, but a week or ten days later, you had your first reaction to touching the true source. Perhaps fever and chills that came on suddenly and put you to bed, then disappeared after only a few hours none of the reactions and they vary lasts more than a few hours headaches and numbness and exhilarate <clears throat> headaches and numbness and exhilaration all mixed together and you taking foolish chances or acting giddy and then she goes on to describe describe other ones i would like to bring us back to to Rand's uh, interaction with the white cloaks mm-hmm. and the lead up to that he wakes up Okay, so they have their whole trek, right? Yeah. From, from, uh, so it's right when they're Terran going Ferry. from Emmons Field to Terran Ferry that Rand is doing his weird, what, what I think is his weird shit with the horses, right? Like he's, mm-hmm. he's, he wants Bella to go faster. He's egging him on. She, he keeps like willing Cloud to like obey him and like stay calm and all that. That's when all the weird shit's going, right? He really, really wants this shit to happen. And then yeah. about a week later, they get to Barrelon. Mm-hmm. And then in Barrelon, he wakes up, he has a headache all day that gets mm-hmm. worse throughout the day. And then as the thing is happening with the White Cloaks, he starts to go numb and weird. And then he starts acting giddy and all, like, and all, to, and taking foolish chances with the whole, like, throwing his cloak back and, like, showing off the sword and all this shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think it's a coincidence exactly i think we just found a boy who can touch the power the true source that's not good no it's not that means he's touching uh what is it sidine it does yeah super tainted not great gross yucky sidine gross yucky sidine it has the taint of the dark one on it it does that's bad for him it is maybe that's why he's having his nightmare well the boy the other two are talking about it too well, maybe, maybe they just haven't wanted anything enough. Okay. No, that's not true. That's not true. Wait, no, never mm-hmm. mind. What? I was going to say Perrin. No, no, but he didn't actually have anything. He just felt weird about it. So never mind. Yeah. He didn't actually have anything going on. Sure, yeah. Sure. So anyways, uh-huh. all I'm saying, Rand is touching the chores. That's my whole point. That's what Thank I was you. getting and so you think, and I think, I think we're gonna see in a week from now he's gonna have some more symptoms. Now, one, one, not to, not to like throw water on your, on your parade, Amy. No, it's fine. Go. We, we do have a, we do have a, uh, a perspective from someone who touches the true source as a man who can channel. 
Yeah. And I believe uh, he has a description of what it's like to do that. And I don't think uh, I don't think Rand describes anything like it, where he says, "You're talking about loose." I am talking about loose. Um, okay. Well. Okay. Sorry. I'll let you say your part, and then. <laughs> desperately, he reached out to the true source, to tainted Sidine, and he trapped. Well, okay. Well, maybe he doesn't. I mean, he was still touching Sidine, the male half of the power that drove the universe, that turned the wheel of time, and he could feel the oily taint fouling its surface, the taint of the shadow's counterstroke, the taint that doomed the world. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I thought he got more into it, but yeah. I mean, I think that's coming from somebody who was well-versed in using Sidine before it became tainted. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I think uh, Rand's doing... Like, what Nynaeve and Egwene are able to do and, like, reaching out. Well, like, Egwene a little less, but Nynaeve especially, like, reaching out unknowingly. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, he doesn't know any better. He doesn't know what he's doing. I don't think he's analyzing it enough to be like, oh, yeah, this is gross, you know? Yeah. I'm going to stand by my theory. It would check out. He's the protagonist. Weird powers. The protagonist that's, like, doomed to die a horrible death? Oh. I crazy? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I, I said I think one of the boys dies before the end of the series. Oh, you think it's him? I think it's him. I mean, Min even said... we lose our protagonist. What? We lose our protagonist? I think we lose our protagonist. I mean, one of the visions for Rand. Uh, three women standing over a funeral bier with you on it. Bla- uh, with you on it. Um, I'm not convinced. Rand dies. <laughs> Mark, this okay. is a spoiler, because Rand fucking dies at the end, everyone. <laughs> we figured it all out. <laughs> I don't actually know that for sure. This is just a theory. A book theory. I think that might be. <laughs> There's no way that's been like I don't think you can I don't think you can what's your co- well, copyright. That. I mean the game theory dude has this whole thing, you know. That's yeah, no, just I'm, a theory. A game theory. Matt I don't Pat. think uh, yeah, I don't know Matt Pat. I don't think I don't think you can I don't think you can trademark or copyright. That's just a theory. Oh, because I, I was going to say, a oh, book theory. I don't know. The, the cadence is very much. I'm Googling it right now. Can he trademark a cadence? <laughs> uh, I bet you can do that, but. I mean, we learned that like, oh, well, we learned that Nynaeve is like a- aware of people she's healed. Yep. So she could pick up. Yeah. In, in the village, she could pick up when certain people were around her. Yeah. And that's how she found Egwene at the Stag and Lion. Yeah. Um. Uh, she decides to go with them. Yep, she decides to go with them, even though she's kind of like, you know, worried about Egwene, but she lets herself get convinced out of that worry. Yep. Well, yeah. Well, not convinced out of the worry, but like is convinced that going after, because like, and that's the thing too, like Moraine doesn't know which of the boys is where. Like she knows one of them's across the river, two of them are down south on the river. She doesn't know which is which. Yeah. And she's lost the other two, so she's like, we'll go down that way. The other one is safe because he's beyond the river, even though the tele- the trollers can teleport, so. So, you know, we don't know how much that really matters. Yeah. But, but yeah. But yeah. Um, and then, you know, I, I there's a lot of, like, okay, I, I so Nynaeve takes some of it as mocking, but Lan is very, uh, like, in this whole chapter... Like, the whole thing with him trying to not listen into the conversation feels yeah. out of character. He does not act this way around anyone else in the group, right? Like, he has no problem butting into conversations and sitting there and listening to things. Well, aside from aside from Egwene stuff with, with Moraine, so it might just be Aes Sedai stuff, he, like, is, like, mm-hmm. 
It just seems very like, what's the word I'm trying to find? Respectful. Like just very respectful, like conscious of like a way of naive, if that makes sense. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Moraine totally like uh, reverse psychologies her. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't think I don't think the wisdom will be joining us. Ah, like hell, I won't. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think I think Moraine wanted her to come. I mean, it makes sense. You want her. She. I think she wants her to go to Tarvalon. Oh, I definitely think she wants to. Yeah, no. She wants her to go with them to Tarvalon. Like, like she's already said she wasn't going to let Egwene go because Egwene's like the most talented person she's met in a while, and apparently yeah. Nadine is even better. So, yeah, she probably just has to, you know. Oh, that's that's the part. On, on because Nynaeve is like super. Sorry, this is the part I was thinking of. Nynaeve is super upset because she's worried about like how she had like how she's lost she apparently she we find here that she has taken on a lot of like responsibility about like the safety of these kids right because they're her people like she's a wisdom she's supposed to keep her people safe right and so she's really upset she turns away so that moraine won't see her crying and then len sees and his eyes widen and and like she takes it as mocking i think that's for him like oh no why is she crying like i don't think it's mocking on his point you know, uh-huh. she just is used to people. Like, I think she just, that, like, her reaction. How's that ship sailing there, Amy? I think the ship is sailing just great, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm, D, uh, you know what? I'm already sold. Len Nynaeve, ship. Let's go. Yeah. Might get weird, because he's bonded to Moraine, so. Yeah. <sighs> that might make things complicated, but I'm here for it. You're here for the complication? I'm here for the complication. I just want my two favorite characters to boink. Oh, we're in full <laughs> now kids mode. <laughs> We're in now full kiss. Now, now kiss. kiss. Yes. No, no, no. I'm here for the slow burn. It's okay. Okay. I swear, if this turns into a 14 book slow burn, though. <laughs> they don't. They finally, <laughs> yep. Book 14 is they finally get married. They finally kiss. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I think that kind of covers that chapter. Welcome back, listeners. Nothing will have changed for you, but we took a, we, we had to take a, a dinner break. There was, yes, an intermission, and now I may be dying, but it's fine. Yep. Ethan has, yeah, forced me to continue. The show must go on, he said. From from 800 miles away. Mm -hmm. I feel very threatened. Send help. Yep. (laughs) Okay, but we should pick up, actually, with chapter 22, A Path Chosen. How's that sound, Ethan? That sounds great. Heron wakes in the copse of trees he managed to hide himself in, safe, but cold, wet, and alone. He carefully considers all his options before deciding the best choice is to find Egwene, who probably ended up further downriver than he did because she's not as good a swimmer. He makes his way... Or drowned. Whatever. You know, she's fine, I'm sure. He makes his way, darting from one hiding spot to the next before eventually spotting Bella's hoof prints and following them to where Egwene has hidden herself, warming herself by the fire and armed with a tree branch. She gives him some food, since most of his supplies were lost with his horse, before asking if he's seen anyone else. She is particularly worried about Rand, but tries to hide it. After eating and a bit of a discussion, Perrin lays out their options, which he has, of course, carefully considered, and declares their best bet is to head to Camelin to wait for Moraine to find them. Egwene agrees, they pack up, and start heading for Camelin. And that is the chapter. It's six pages long, that's literally all that happens. Well. I did have Perrin thoughts. Go ahead, yeah. Well, he this chapter, he's, he's not dumb. He's, he's not dumb. Like the this... biggest thing to think. Yeah, ch- the, honestly, 
that chapter really endeared me to Perrin a lot. Really? Yeah, because there's like there's a couple of things uh, where he's just like uh, where he talks about like um uh like she like he says he has an idea right he's like I've mm. been thinking and then like. Egwene's eyebrows rose, but he was used to surprise whenever he claimed an idea. Even when his ideas were as good as theirs, they always remembered how deliberate he was in thinking of them. Just because this boy likes to take his time and thinks th think things through doesn't mean he's dumb. Know, he's cautious. He's, he's cautious. <laughs> if it wasn't for Matt, he'd probably only get into like half as much trouble because he thinks things through. This poor That's sweet exactly boy. Like like Nynaeve says too yeah but like for real like I don't know what it was but there, there's just a couple of comments like that where he's like I'm used to people being surprised when I have an idea nobody thinks I can think everyone thinks I'm stupid but I'm not I just take my time it's like yes you do okay you sweet boy you just take your time and he you it's just fun because you can see his thought process through things yeah and it like and like to be fair it's actually, he has a really good thought process for deciding to go to Camelin. Like, yeah. he lays out the whole options. He's obviously thought everything through. It is very logical, and it makes sense. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I was just like, you go, Perrin. Hot damn. Don't let them rush you. You do your thing. <laughs> yeah. I do think, mm -hmm. and I know he's got a reason for not doing it. I think it mm -hmm. probably would have been smarter for him just to follow the river. Instead of finding Egwene? Well, no, I mean, like, once he and, I think him and Egwene, following the river. Yes. Yeah, okay, that's... Been better. I was gonna say, the, 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 the intention behind going to Camelin was smart, but, like, not actually knowing where it was, that's kind of where they, they fucked up a little bit. Yeah. Even if they um, don't want to go the whole way, because they're worried about fades and stuff, like, it's a river, like, you're gonna run into someone eventually, even if it's just some, like, rando on a boat, you know? Exactly, yeah, yeah. And be like, yay, which way to Camelin, you know? Yeah, like just wandering off the way they did, not the best way to handle it. But like, there was something about the whole discussion that was just like, this is a smart boy. This is a logical boy. Matt needs to not be an asshole to him. <laughs> By the way, it's a tree with the moon behind it. It is. It is the forest one. Yeah. <clears throat> Nothing new here. So yeah, that's just yeah. that's mostly my thoughts about this chapter. Where just Perrin is a sweet, smart boy, and people need to leave him alone. Bella got Bella got her across, which is good. Yeah, go Bella. I was like, I thought Bella was dead. Um, oh yeah, By oh Cloud. you know, like Cloud. Well, we don't actually know what happened to Cloud. Mm, he was left with frolics. That's fair. Cloud is probably dead. But, yeah. but well, no, because also like you know, Perrin lost his horse. Yeah. Um, and I guess just with the river, like they don't talk about how strong i guess this current isn't like particularly strong just like kind of strong yeah it's just a big river it's just a big river so i get like it makes sense that the horse could swim across like parents yeah. horse might be alive and well yeah and just um, somewhere else i'm just somewhere else but like, the closest river to me is like the ohio which is pretty wide but its flow is mm -hmm. not like super strong mm -hmm. like you could swim it it wouldn't be a good time but you could you could you swim could the do ohio it. I don't know well, I mean, rivers are near you, but I think there's a big river near you. Yeah, there's the St. Lawrence River near me. <laughs> yeah, I've never, I don't know how big that, yeah. Uh, it can Normal? get pretty strong in some areas. Oh, okay. Uh, fun fact about the Ohio, it is considered the most polluted river in North America. So, fun. Yeah, and fun. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, that's everything well, I got river. about this that's chapter. The, that's the Great Lakes River. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have with that river. No. Okay, well, I think that covers chapter 22. Welcome back, <laughs> listeners. Welcome back, non-Patreon listeners. <laughs> uh, we're moving on to chapter 23, Wolf Brother. Wolf Brother. Perrin and Elaine start their journey to Camelin. Perrin, despite thinking he's supposed to be the leader, spends a lot of the time being bullied into riding Bella by Egwene, and the two of them end up very hungry once their bread and cheese runs out. They travel a few days, surviving off what they can find, and Perrin feels like they're making good time. I love the optimism from him here. Because he doesn't even know really where they're going. And he's like, we're making good time! And it's like, sure you are, buddy! Uh, Eventually, while traveling one day, they smell a cook fire, and when Perrin investigates, he finds a woman named... A woman. (laughs) Not a woman, woman. actually. It's a man. It's a woodsman named Elias. Elias? Elias. Elias. Who ha- it's fantasy Elias, that's why, uh, who has pr- apparently been watching them for a few days and has taken pity on them. He feeds them rabbits and explains that they were actually not at all heading to Camelin. Like, right direction-ish, but wrong angle. After this news, he calmly introduces them to his friends, a wolf pack. That, like, turns out, yeah, he totally can talk normal. totally normal, he can talk to wolves, and they talk back. And they all, the wolves say that Perrin can talk to them too. Uh, this is a lot for Perrin and Egwene to take in, obviously. But when Elias asks why they are out here, Egwene launches very eloquently into a total load of bullshit about their supposed journey. Elias listens and enjoys story time and then asks for the truth before the wolves get hungry and they like to eat liars. This convinces Perrin to launch into the whole tale of how they ended up where they are. After a bit of deliberation, Elias and Dapple, the pack's leader, decide they will travel south with the two of them for a bit. No further conversation needed. The wolves are going with them. Uh, This upsets another of the wolves, Burn, who takes off with some other young wolves to go trollic hunting, because wolves hate trollics. And that's the gist of the chapter, to be honest. Yeah. Um, We have a new... Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. No, I was gonna say like it, it was it was like an, a not insignificant chapter, mm-hmm. but like I feel a lot of it is just travel and kind of especially the first few pages. But yes, a new and chapter not being able to feed themselves. But yes, yeah, new chapter, new chapter heading. It's a wolf. It's a wolf. It's the best boy, I'm sure, or girl. Mm-hmm. It's a dapple. I've decided. You decided. <laughs> I've decided it's a dapple. Um, but yeah. A lot of it is them not being able to feed themselves and just like kind of like a lot of it is Perrin being bullied into riding a horse that's too small for him. Yeah, you skipped the uh, part where, where he bullies, where he gets really weird with uh, Egwene. Where he gets really weird with her? And it's yeah, like, he's like, promise me never to do that again. With the Oh, that, yeah, because she wants to light the magic. fire with her magic powers. <laughs> and he gets really weird about it. <clears throat> you know, he's just trying to avoid as much of that true sourceness as he can. He's being a bit, you know. Yeah, well, the, all the boys are a bit, you know, when it comes to... You know what it is? I think they're just jealous because they can't access it without going crazy. Mm, and so they're... that's why they're like, it's evil. If we can't use it, it's evil. <laughs> like, I get it. If, if some people had magic and I didn't, I'd probably be weirded out by it too, but like... Yeah. If I'm cold and wet, yeah, right? Yeah. 
and like we need to cook some food and someone's like oh i don't have my flint and steel mm-hmm. like how are they how is he making this it's not like like he not, makes what, i think it's the thing where you like you spin the stick or whatever yeah, he makes like, a... i'll make a fire bow that's not easy. yeah yeah Google like fire bow yeah, yeah no me too I, I i know what it is but i know like oh well well, I'm getting a bunch of like. <laughs> yeah, let me type it fire. Above, okay, like, there we above. go. There we go. Can't doing now. Trying to sell me stuff. Anyways, you know, not easy, but yeah, no, doable. But they're like, weird about the. They're weird about it. And then promise me never to do it. Promise not to do it anymore tonight. All right. Yeah. At he least don't try it again easily. tonight, please. The, the power. And then he's like, "Are you crazy?" <laughs> I mean, the one power, exclamation point, you can't just play around with it. I mean, to be fair, he's not wrong. <laughs> no, but he wasn't playing around with it. He was trying to start a fire with it. <laughs> he's <laughs> being fair. very deliberate with it. Well, now we have to wait for her, like, spell. You know, like, her fever or whatever happens to her when she... Because she used it to start a fire the night before. Yeah, but remember she already did stuff with um, Moraine. Remember she lit up the stone. That's true. And, it, and yeah. like, it sounds like Moraine implied that, like, because she helped her, like, that won't happen now. But then why does she need to go to Tarvalon at all? Because Moraine is manipulative. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe I, I she still does. But I, that's... Can't, I can't argue <laughs> that point. I've been calling her a groomer from the beginning. Like, <laughs> like Moraine's incredible. Like, I like Moraine, but she's incredibly manipulative. Yeah, I agree. I'm also like, I like Moraine, but... I wouldn't oh like to be around Moraine. No, no. Like, I wouldn't mind having tea with her, so I was like, there's nothing that she wants from me. <laughs> That's fair. As long as uh, I'm perfectly uninteresting to her, it's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. And the... Yeah, they don't have any food. There's a bit where they get, like, really excited over finding some mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, what are they? F- I guess Bella's just eating the grass. I guess so. It's like it's been like a long winter, right? So it's like, what are you feeding this horse? There can't be a whole lot of grass. Yeah, like the grass. Is well, maybe all some of the, some of their supplies is horse feed that survived on the saddlebags. Mm. But I can't imagine they have enough to feed her over a course of a few days. Mm. Anyway. No, I don't know what they're I, feeding the I'm horse. I think that's something we're probably not supposed to be asking. Well, to be fair, it also occurred to me when they were going on about how much, like, they couldn't eat stuff, you know? And they're like, it's so sparse. There's not, like, what about the horse? What about yeah. Bella? <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. And she's having to carry Perrin, carry Perrin, who's... Who's too big to be riding her. So it's not like she's taking it easy. Like, I get where Gwen's coming yeah. with, like, uh, coming from with, like, we should both take turns riding. Because she's not wrong. Like, that way, neither of them get saddle sore. Neither of them, like, get sore from walking. But also, like... Bella's obviously not made to carry someone of Baron's size. Yeah. And also, like, walking is the, the human superpower. Like, yeah. We're great at running and jogging and shit like that. Yeah. Well, endurance, right? Yeah. We're endurance runners. Yeah. But. Eh. And then we meet Elias and his friend. I, okay. So, I would be thrilled. If you came to me today and were like, you could be friends mm-hmm. with wolves and they would talk to you, I would be thrilled. Ecstatic. No, over the moon. Parents not how he sure how he feels about this. He's like, no, no, that can't be me. And then very obviously it is him because he's getting ideas from the wolves and is able to identify them. Like yeah. it's like, buddy, it's you, just accept it. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah, they meet a lies though. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, a lot. He's very interesting. Uh, he yeah. also like loses his mind when they're like, "We're going to Camelin," and he like, I'd be really <laughs> freaked out if somebody just did that to, like in front of me when I say like Camelin. Yeah. Because it's like we're going to Camelin, and Gwen said, "Perhaps you could." Her eyebrows lifted coolly as Elias threw back his head and roared with laughter. Like that's all she said. We're going to Camelin, and he lost it. I mean, you know, he's probably Jeez. like, you two have just been wandering to Camelin. If you're going to, like, he knows how off path they are. <laughs> yeah, like I don't, I don't doubt that it's funny, but he's like rolling on the ground laughing. He also lives in the woods, Ethan. Yeah, he's a wood guy. He's a crazy woodsman, like. And he's wearing, like, not even leathers. He is just, we- like, he's he's wearing animals. Like, identifiable yeah. animals. Animal skins. Mm-hmm. Although it sounds like he may not have always been just a crazy woodsman, because... No, it turns out that the wolves found him. Yeah, and he talks about, like, he can apparently hold his own against warders. Yeah, that's true. He kind of like really glosses over it. He's like, I don't want to have to kill warders again. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Back up, please. <laughs> again. He was, again. He was involved with the Red Aja. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, who are who were trying to gentle him. But yeah, yeah, we kinda get we kinda get that. That's their uh I think we kind of half spoiled that in an earlier episode but that's what the red aja do is uh gentle those who can access sidon yeah but he where is it he's like he's he's very well aware of of the Aes Sedai Mm -hmm. enough for me to raise an eyebrow yeah now I'll say this uh I don't remember him appearing in more books not as a spoiler or anything like that but like uh so I feel like I'm okay giving my like uh predictions on this guy but i think he may have mm-hmm. used to be a warder mm. i mean that would make sense for him to be able to like know how to fight them and then also be like around for the ice to die to meet with i don't know as i'm looking right yeah, now i'm trying the to find where he talks about it but yeah, I don't hold with Aes Sedai, the Red Aja, those that like hunting for men who mess with the One Power. They wanted to gentle me once. I told them to their faces that they were Black Aja, served the Dark One, I, and they didn't like that at all. They couldn't catch me, though, once I got into the forest, but they did try. Come to that, I doubt any Aes Sedai would take kindly to me after that. I had to kill a couple of warders. Bad business, that, killing warders. Don't like it. Like... Well, maybe not, then. Maybe... I don't know, because, uh, yeah. For me, I'm just like, why, like, why would the Aes Sedai come? And, like, that, like I think it said the Red Aja don't have warders. Uh, I mean, we could go back to that. that might be, a, that may be a spoiler, but. No, I think, isn't it, like, there's some that think they could have a bunch of warders, and then some that. Yeah, I see, I think it is in the, in the like, the Greens think they can have a lot, like, have a lot of warders. It's in Aja, I think. Aja. Uh, uh, each... Red Aja. All of its energies to finding and gentling men who are attempting to wield the power. The brown Aja, on the other hand, forsake involvement with the world and dedicates itself to seeking knowledge. There are rumors. Blah, 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 blah. It it's underwater. The red Aja refused to bond any warders, while the green Aja uh, believes in Aes may bond many warders. And then the other ones are all like, every ward, everyone gets one. So reds have none. The other colors may have one. And then the greens have more than one. Interesting. Well, so we know Moraine's not a Red Aja, then. Yep. But Elias has had to kill warders, which means Mm -hmm. it wasn't just the Red Aja that was after him. Yeah. Or else he wouldn't have had to 
kill warders. No warders. But I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean he was a warder. Like for all we know, it was like a yeah. If he's a a good enough woodsman, it's just a matter of like catching them off guard in the woods and like setting traps and stuff. Like it's yeah. not, he's not like I defeated them in hand to hand combat, right? Yeah, but he's he's killed them. He's killed them, but how he killed them is left to our imaginations. Yeah. Probably him and his wolves. Yeah, wolves. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I think if he didn't step in, I think these two would have starved to death. Probably. Probably. I I respect their um commitment. Like mm-hmm. but they probably would. I mean maybe not. They could have beaten well, Bella. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> it would have taken them a minute to get to that point, you know? Yeah. But, I mean uh, we don't do know. Think, do you think they weren't able to catch anything because Elias was around and him and his wolves were catching all the food that was there to catch? Or do you think they just were just having really bad luck finding food? <sighs> I think it's a combination of a late winter and the wolves being around. Because yeah. that many, like a big pack of wolves, you have to imagine it's going to scare off smaller game. Yeah. Because they were mostly looking for rabbits and, and squirrels. Yeah. Well, they were looking for anything, I think. But they, that was all they could yeah. find. Like, he doesn't mention deer or anything like that. No. I'd like to bring down if he really wants some food for a bit. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that they could keep it good. But... but that's it. So, like, yeah, I think it's a combination of a late winter and the wolves being around. The wolves getting the bigger prey and scaring off the smaller prey, and they're just not being a lot to begin with. Yeah, um, you get the non, you get the abstract wolf names. Yeah, that's fun. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's fun, but it's also like the minute he said, I was like, yeah, that checks out. Like that's a very a lot of fantasy things that do talking with animals. That's how they explained it a lot of time. Yeah. You know, they're like, they don't think like us. They, it's more like concepts and stuff. I'm like, yeah, checks out. Yeah, that's how it was in Aragon. Yep. And <laughs> try to bring it up every episode. I don't even <laughs> like that. that Just going to bring up Aragon every yeah, that's episode. Thing. Oh, it's by the way, this is Murtog has been pretty good so far. Oh, have you started reading it? Mm-hmm. Excellent. It has been all right. All right. Yep. Not like, you know, well, you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm oh, I it. thought this was fun, like the ancestral memories that wolves hold on to. Oh, we don't want to talk about Aragon for 30 minutes? No, I don't. Um... <laughs> you feel like back on task? Back on task. I, I do like the ancestral memories. I highlighted like the, they remember running down prey side by side with men, but it was so long ago that it's more like the shadow of a shadow than a memory. Yeah. And that makes me think that, like, that's from our age. Like, oh, our prehistory, you know, like, we used to run with wolves, and that's how we yeah. got domesticated dogs. <laughs> I mean, we talked to wolves, right? I talked to wolves. You talked to wolves? I wish I talked to wolves, man. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's, uh, honestly, I don't know if it's referring to, to prehistoric us or if, like, a turning before us, you know? Yeah. I mean, but, yeah. anything's possible, but, yeah. Yeah. Because it seems like a more magical thing. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, uh, and then what do the the Aes Sedai call it? Old things come again, or old things? What is it? Um, they're afraid about the old. Old come new, cold something. Uh, it wouldn't have worked on me gently, but it made me mad. Them wanting to try this is an old thing, boy. Older than Aes Sedai, older than anybody using the one power. Old as humankind, old as wolves. They yeah. don't like that either, Aes Sedai. Old things coming again. Yeah, they talk about. Makes them mutter about ancient barriers weakening, things breaking apart. They're afraid the Dark One will get loose. Woo, 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 woo. Yeah, praise, yeah, hell. 
Hail Gay Satan. <laughs> All Hail Gay Satan. <laughs> oh yeah, then he mentions the Armorland seat. Yeah. The way some of them looked at me, Red Aja, anyway, but some others too, the Armorland seat. Dot 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 dot. Ah. <laughs> ah. Uh, I can I... clear them. What's this dude doing meeting Magic Pope? He's, you know? he's the, the magic lady pope had opinions on him. Yep. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just saying, there's weirdness going on with this dude. He, yep, he knows a lot. There's a lot that's he's, happened to him. It's weird. He hits and these guys just don't question anything. <laughs> it's like, oh, look, it's a. It, this is a topic Ethan doesn't know the answer to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have questions. Maybe it comes up in the late. You're like, he doesn't come I, up in I any of the other does. books. And maybe I, he does. Oh, I don't know if he does, but I think he, I, I, I feel like he does. I mean, there's another chapter coming up called Wolf Brother in one of the other books. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, he might be in that chapter. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> God damn it, Ethan. <laughs> He's not in that spoiler. chapter, is he? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't remember him being. He could be. Which, where, when is it? Which, which, it's what, Dragon Reborn? Chapter 14 of The Great Hunt. The Great Hunt? Yep. I have no idea. I think Wolf Brother, though, refers to Perrin, not Elias, but... Well, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Wolf find out? Wolf find out! <laughs> oh, ew. <laughs> I hate it. We got Dapple, who's in charge, and then Wind and Hopper and Burn. How do you think Wind and Hopper got their names? Wind is, like... I was gonna say fast as the wind, but it's like more. Uh, I don't know. It's feeling of the cool breeze on a hot summer's day, and you know, I don't know, Ethan. I don't speak wolf. I wish I did. Why are you rubbing it in? <laughs> <laughs> but I was pleasantly surprised to find out that not only is Dapper a girl, but she leads the pack. <laughs> It's all about the, 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 the strong female characters, which I guess Dapper, Dapple counts. Dapple counts. Well, and also because, you know, hey, that alpha wolf elf bullshit is bullshit. And Robert Jordan knew it. Knew, knew it. I can speak. Yeah. To be fair, I think that alpha wolf stuff came out in a paper in like 1998. So this would have been before that paper came out that confused everybody. Yeah. Well, you know, he was ahead of the time because it got corrected, and he knew it would. Yeah, I think in reality, these this wolf pack would just be like a big group of it's a big extended family of wolves. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, is there anything else in here we want to talk about? I mean, Burn goes off to do his thing. Uh, he wants to hunt the Trollocs and the Halfman. Yeah. Rather than hang out with them. Yeah, because Burn just wanted to eat them. Yeah. I wonder if Burn knows that across the river that I doubt he can cross. Listen, if Perrin can swim it, maybe Burn can too. Well, yeah. <laughs> Listen, Bella made it across. Who's to say a wolf couldn't? Yeah, I'm sure the wolves could. I just don't think they will. I don't think. I think that's dangerous. And they're like, nah. Bella was being chased by you know animal trollics. Yeah, <laughs> Bella had strong motivation for getting across the river. Yeah. I wonder if. There's somebody who could talk to horses, like you know what Elias does, but with horses. Uh -huh. Like a like a horse sister. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, horse girls! This is where they start. <laughs> yeah, this is it's they're an old thing. Come come again. <laughs> um, but yeah, he says he could feel burn leaving. Yep. Yep. 
and Elias never actually says they'll take he'll take them to Camelin. He's like, we'll just go with you south. <laughs> and it's like, well, that's better I'll than what they were doing. Around. Yeah, it, I, you know, if I was them, I'd be like, well, Moraine said she could find me. <laughs> Doesn't really matter where I'm wandering. Yeah, because they don't know anything because Moraine did not share anything. Yeah. Moraine shares nothing. Oh no, you have to earn that. None so do you have... think? You think these powers like presented themselves because he met Elias? Because I don't think we have any hints of this until this chapter. Well, but there's no interactions with. <gasps> no, you know what? What isn't there a mention that there's more wolves in Two Rivers? They mentioned that there. Well, they mentioned that they think there's wolves in the area because sheep and stuff keep disappearing. I'm just saying, there's more wolves I... this year than there is there has been previous years. But are those wolves or were those the Trollocs? I think there's confirmation that it's wolves and bears, isn't there? I thought it was just them speculating that it's wolves and bears, and and no. I, I know I thought I always took that to be like, oh, it's actually the the, the Trollocs that have been sneaked snuck in. Oh well, see, I'm inclined to believe it's wolves being drawn to Perrin. Okay, well there we go. Perhaps you are correct. I guess we'll never know. Uh, or maybe, maybe we will. <laughs> maybe it was talked about in a book that I just don't remember or I didn't get to. Maybe. Who knows? That's why we're reading the books. Exactly. The wheel keeps turning and we'll keep reading. That's right. So I'm going <laughs> to uh, let's talk about uh, 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 your predictions, Amy, for the last time. Yeah, let's do it. Um, some of them were really good and some of them were really bad. <laughs> yeah, actually, let's yeah, let's uh, I figure we'll do that and then we'll do the, the, the your next prediction. So let's let's we'll do the MVPs and stuff first. OK, MVPs, right. LV. I, I want to hear your MVP and LVP first. Oh. I always go first, so I want you to go first this time. Okay, so my MVP for this time is Elias. Because okay. I think I'm pretty sure that those two would have starved to death <laughs> trying to get to Camelin. That's fair. Him, uh, they'd be dead. Versus the, the rest of the team, which I think Molly would have ended up okay, minus you know anyone else. So mm-hmm. I think Matt and, and Rand have Tom. And they probably would have ended up on that boat no matter what. So. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Moraine and, Moraine and Land, I don't think need help. No, no. Who's your MVP? <sighs> Dapple. No. <laughs> Golly gee, you know, that's a really good question. <sighs> I was honestly thinking Perrin, and then the more we talked, I was like, you know, he tried his best, but honestly, his decisions led to some pretty bad shit. Um, yeah. MVP. And my normal go-to's Moraine and Land didn't do a whole lot. Nope. <sighs> See, now I feel like a copycat, because I'm like, you have some really good arguments for Elias. I mean, we can have the same MVP. We can. We can. We've had the same LVP before. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to say Elias as well, probably for the same reasons, just for saving Egwene and uh, Perrin from starvation. Okay. And, you know, also, because he has a bomb-ass power, I would love to talk to wolves. There you go. Uh, but I want to, I want to say there's you like could an be honorable... Gelb, though, for not securing that boom and saving Rand. I mean, that's true. Gelb did. I, but no, see, see, here's the thing. Gelb did secure the boon and Rand's the... <laughs> so I, I will say for MVP, Perrin and Rand actually both get an honorable mention here from yeah. me because they both kind of, they both, they did some stupid shit in the first chapter. Yeah. But I find they both redeemed themselves afterwards in later chapters. Like I said, despite 
the negative consequences of the decision he made. I think parent like parent did his best to like with the information he had. Yeah. And also swimming across that fucking river, like. Good job. Good job. And then and and Ren just did a good job again with what he had, like the whole. I like I said the whole scene, like outmaneuvering the Fade and the Trollocs. Yeah. Yeah. It was honorable mentions for the two boys. I don't have an honorable mention. That's fire. I don't always have an honorable mention, but I feel like they sh- they've earned one this chapter block for me. I'm very yeah. I'm very liberal with uh my my criticisms of them, so I feel like I should when I when I feel it, I I have to give, give out that that give props. Yeah. Okay. LVP. L- LVP. Matt. Oh, for me. Yours is Matt. Okay. Mine's Matt. My, mine's gonna be mine's gonna be controversial. Ooh, and I'm interested. I mean, listen, I I've I've covered. Matt's, you know, problems. This this session. This this session. I feel like I don't have to get into it again. We all Mm -hmm. know my issues with Matt. And I feel like he's not responsible, obviously, for like the Trolloc thing. Yeah. (sighs) But like. He's definitely responsible for getting the the kids out there. Yeah. Getting the kids out there. Like, I don't know. It just feels like some real, you know. Now, now I'm thinking it through though. Like because they were out there, Lan was able to figure out that the Trollocs were there. Mm-hmm. I'll like, give you my LVP. Okay, who's your LVP? Moraine. Uh, I think I okay. Because I mean, I, I, I'm gonna just say like a lot of the problems that happened throughout this chapter are due to her. Like her, her, it's a failure of leadership in my in my opinion. Okay. That caused a lot of these problems. Like. You know, her controlling information, her constantly wanting wanting to be in control of like what mm-hmm. the boys know, what's told to them, and then not providing them with all the information they need in mm-hmm. order to make safe decisions, and then also not building up a rapport with them to the point where they like hide things from her, because that's that's the other thing, right? Mm-hmm. So this is kind of a I know like it's, a lot of this happened in chapters before, but this is kind of the culmination of that. That's fair. And, you know, I feel like a lot of stuff that happens in these chapters is is directly tied to Moraine and her, like, manipulativeness and her secretiveness mm-hmm. and her unwillingness to share uh, mm-hmm. share information. That's fair. Honestly, fair. I had a feeling when you said yours was going to be a controversial one, I'm like, I feel like it's going to be Lorraine. Uh, yeah. Moraine, not Lorraine. Uh, I, like, I, Lorraine. I, don't, I don't necessarily disagree either. Like... I, I, I'll I'll wholeheartedly admit my distaste for Matt might be coloring my opinion. I'm like the mm-hmm. longer I think, the more I'm like I don't know if he's actually my LVP, but I don't. There's no one who stands out much for me in this chapter block. Is like wow, you really fucked up. Other than the whole Mordith situation with and like Matt. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm going based off of. Yeah, no, I got but you. I, I see, I see your your point. Well, and I think she fucked up in these chapters too. I think you know. Especially with, like, I'll find you, Moraine. Tell them about, just tell them, I'll find you because of the coins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, three words onto it. And, like, I don't think, I don't think Rand would have given away his gold if he had heard that. Matt, maybe. Yeah, but, but know, Matt. Matt's also like, oh, money right now. So, like, I'm surprised he gave up the silver coins so easily. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, it came from that. He's also big on hating on Moraine and Aes Sedai in general yeah. right now. So... It doesn't super surprise me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's mine. Uh, I like Moraine, though. Like, you know. Yeah. I uh, I don't think she'll be in the LVB category very often. 
Yeah. Well, and then, like for me, MVP and LVP isn't necessarily like who we like or don't like. It's who we felt like performed well and poorly yeah. in these chapter blocks. Yeah. Like, for all I know, Matt might eventually get an MVP slot from me, but I'm I just sure haven't seen. Will. I'm just I haven't seen anything that makes me uh, think that just yet. You know. Yeah. I expect. I expect every member of of our party will uh, get into an MVP spot at some point. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I mean, I was about Lujan got I mean, an MVP spot, so. That, I mean, there was... <laughs> honestly, Tam probably could have gotten that one there, but I just really love the image <laughs> of this woman just beating fucking Trollocs with a, a cast iron skillet, you know? Uh-huh. And Narg. I gave Narg that one, too. You you did give Narg. Like, sometimes they're going to be funny, and sometimes they're going to be serious. There just wasn't yeah. a funny one this time around. I mean, I could uh, say, honestly, you know what? I'm going to switch my LVP. I'm going to switch my LVP. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say Mordith actually gets LVP from me. Oh, okay. Because he's so spectacular. He had these boys right where he wanted them, and then so spectacularly fucked up, like, the follow-through of yeah. getting, you know? Yeah, he, <laughs> so... he balloon-manned himself. He balloon manned himself and, and then, then just went, to you're going to die, you're going to die, but did nothing to make it happen. So oh, I'm, I'll switch it up. I'll give it to Mordeth. Okay. Double M's. Oh, we had double M's already. Yeah, we heard, I, I've, I've been harsh on Matt uh, for the last two LVP so. slots. Deservedly so. But you know what? I'll, I'll say Mordeth. Matt did nothing more than what was what I would have expected from him at this point. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and if it's something you can pick up on, Moraine probably should have picked up on it. That's fair. I just realized it would have been a three weeks in a row for Matt. Me too. LVP that's why you. I was like, I was like, well, and anyways, yeah, I, that's part of the reason I, <laughs> I swapped it out. <laughs> uh, current three favorite weeks. character? Sorry I'm gonna to interrupt you. No, that's fine. I'm going to say it's still Nynaeve. I'm really no, Nynaeve, liking okay. Nynaeve. Um, like, it's, I, I won't lie. It's, uh, we talked about this. It's flux, like the, the, it's almost like a ranking system in my head, and people are mm -hmm. moving around a lot. I just don't yeah. think anyone did anything this chapter block to like wrest that spot out of Nynaeve's hands. Baron didn't make it up there. Perrin's made it onto the list. Oh, he wasn't um, even on the list before. <laughs> he wasn't even on the list before. Perrin made it onto the oh. list. Perrin kind of sat in like this really neutral territory because he didn't like actively annoy me other than following the other two. You know. Mm -hmm. And even the, uh, and like, but like, he also didn't do anything where I'm like, you're so great, but he's moving his way up. He's moving his way up. So yeah. I'm going to say Nynaeve okay. is st going to stick, stick in her spot for now. Not land. Uh, either. Sorry. Not land either. We didn't get a land... whole lot of land. Yeah. I mean, he carried Moraine. He carried Moraine. And then <laughs> and he, he was flirted with Nynaeve. Yeah. He was cute about Nynaeve. And that's about all we got from plan unfortunately yeah. and that's i think that's why moraine never steals the spot she always there's like that manipulative edge where i'm like yeah i like you but that like this doesn't make you my favorite you know yeah. i think yeah. i think we've got competing up there right now we've got lan nynaeve uh min and La and perrin oh wow okay so min min one episode and she min <laughs> one episode and i'm i'm like i really love this girl she's great uh-huh like, that's not necessarily in order either. I just think like right oh, now, I gotcha. if I had if I had to make like a top five or whatever, like those like those would be four of them. Yeah, I don't know who number five would be. But uh, I'm gonna ask you in our last in our wrap up episode. I'm gonna ask you for a ranking. Okay. 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 I think I've already told you that. Yeah. Uh, I think I know who your least favorite is, but uh, why don't you tell it's, us? 
It's still Matt. Still Matt. Still Matt. That's part of the reason I didn't want to give him LVP again because I'm like, oh, you know, it yeah. feels wrong to just keep shitting on the guy. I, and like to to his credit, I forgot about this when we were doing the the summary, whatever. He did shoot one of the Trollocs, so he like participated a little bit more than the last time. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Otherwise, like I said, he just walked into that man's van. <laughs> walked down to the basement. Yeah. Brought all of his friends. Yeah. I think since the thing is like he's dr- it's not just himself his actions are affecting like it yeah. always drags somebody else into a mess with him. Yeah, like with the white cloaks. Yeah, and it's not endearing. <laughs> it's just annoying. It's just annoying. So yeah, right. it's not. I think we also got through our shortest chapter. Mm-hmm. I believe I think so. We got through our, our shortest chapter. Don't be there's there's a shorter chapter in the Great Hunt. Well, I mean the shortest chapter for this book. Oh yeah. Is, was uh, a path chosen. So, oh yeah, the Great Hunt and uh, the Great Hunt. I think yeah, takes it by far, and that's just because it's like two pages two is maybe yeah, even two, page. two pages is honestly even generous. But uh, anyways, that's in a trade paperback, isn't it? Uh yeah, yeah. So in a in a, like a, a hardcover book, that's probably less than a page. Well, I say two pages, but like it's honestly like half a page, and then there's like a quote on the other page. Oh. So it's like two half pages, not even. You know what I mean? But I said yeah. two pages because it takes up two pages of the yeah. book. Got super. That's a super small chapter. But yeah. that's for in a few weeks. That's for yeah, in a long. Well, that's the end of the Great Hunt. So we're like months away from that. I think. Yeah. That's um, gonna be episode uh, episode twenty three, and we are in episode five right now. <laughs> hey, we're we're more than a fifth of the way there. Mm-hmm. Um, so but anyway. the predictions, yes, uh, shadows yep. waiting. Uh, they did explore Shadow Logoth, uh, and they did kind of find a Balrog. Yeah, I, I like. Listen, I'm gonna call Mash Marshadar. I forgot his name already. Mordeth. Marsh, not Mordeth. The other thing. Marsha, it's a, uh, yeah, you had it right. It's a. Uh, Marshadar, right? Marshadar. Mar- yeah, is a new chapter oh, question. God, right this now. is, people are probably screaming right now. Um, oh, don't worry. This time I'll make a. Yeah, Mashadar. Okay. Yeah, Mashadar. There we go. Mashadar. But that happens in the next chapter. But like, it all kind of gets mentioned. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I'm count. I got, I kind of got that one. Uh, Dust in the Wind, you said Tom dies. He does not die. I was so wrong about the Dust in the Wind and Listen to the Wind. <laughs> like, yeah. Tom's ghost talks to people. Yep, those two are kind of tied together. Completely wrong. Yeah, completely wrong. I feel like there should be... You know what? I'm going to make new highlighter colors for these ones. For right and uh, wrong? Yeah. There we go. We can have a, a percentage at the end. Yeah. Uh, this is not... Once I edit, uh, once I edit the other ones, uh, we'll be able to go backwards and have those. The boys decide where they're going. Uh, one boy does... Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna give myself, like, partial credit for that one. Yeah. Like, Perrin did. <laughs> yeah. He's one of the boys. Yeah, and then Wolf Brother, you guess Perrin does stuff, and he, that is, that is correct, it is a Perrin chapter, he does do stuff. <laughs> I knew it was gonna be weird, I, I think I mentioned when I said Perrin does stuff, like, because Min, like, I, I thought it was Perrin because Min's vision. Yeah. So I kind of I, I'm giving myself a green. I'm gonna say that's a so that's a correct one. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Was, you you pre- correctly predicted it is a parent chapter. Yeah. 
especially yeah. when his, it's his first like full chapter. Yeah, not counting like I know Path Chosen is also, but like it's not really a chapter. It's like it's super small. Twenty two and twenty three probably could have been one chapter in my opinion. Yeah, they honestly they could have, but you know, I'm sure there's reasons that they weren't. Sure. Even okay. if those reasons are bad. So predictions for our next one. So flight down the RNL, Amy. I think we're going back to Rand, unfortunately. Okay. Um, and I, I think flight down the RNL. That's going to be like our boat, our boat boys. Mm-hmm. Um, boat boys, what are they doing, Amy? I need to get more specific. Yeah, I mean, if we're scoring these, then yeah, it can't just be okay. boat boys. Boat boys. I think there's going to be trouble. Uh, I'm feeling drag car. Okay. Boat boys. Because that but... seems to be the like. Lorraine mentioned that um, fades and and trollics won't go in the water, but the drag car doesn't seem to. Ha- I mean, it flies. I don't think it has that issue. Okay. I think there's going to be a drag car. Boat boys have issues with the drag car. Okay. That's my prediction. Okay. I put down boat boys plus drag car trouble. Yep. Excellent. Okay. Now we got the traveling people. But now that we've split up the party, I yeah. think it's important that we get a, a who a who in the chapter and then what they're doing. See, the thing is with the traveling people, I feel like we're going to kind of jump perspectives. Okay. I think we might get some, like, some naive, like, we're, we'll call them uh, team, I don't even know, because... Adults. Team adult. <laughs> team uh-huh. adult. I think we might f- flip between team adult and team wolf. <laughs> okay. I think they might just be travel chapters. Okay. That's my guess. Team adult and team wolf have travel chapters. Team wolf. Well, not capital T traveling, lowercase t travel. Yeah. If they could actually travel, that'd probably be useful. All right. Yeah. And then we get White Bridge. I think we get uh, Team Adult and Team Boat meeting up at White Bridge. Okay. It is a 23 page chapter. There's got to be more to it than that. I mean, I think this is going to be more city stuff, you know. Um... Also, they're the Boat Boys. Boat Boys. Sorry. Boat Boys and Team Adult meet up in White Bridge. Not easily, probably, because they don't have their coins anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm going to say some city hijinks. Okay, involving, like, locals? Yeah, either locals. I wonder, there might be more white cloaks. I have to look at the map. White Bridge, and where's Gildon? I mean, that's far from Gildon, but so is Bailon. Yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, maybe some white cloak business. Okay. Oh, boy. The cell on this Hey. You don't you don't like the you don't like the double? No, I don't like the double. Everything else is single, I don't like the double. Uh, let's see here. Shelter from the storm. Team Wolf gets caught in a storm and shelters with the wolf pack. Team Wolf caught storm. Shelters with the pack. Okay, and then footprints in air. That's a hard one. You gotta let it go on, on that one. No. I think it's footprint what are footprints in air? I'm gonna say my guess is either like like it's it's okay. It's gonna involve Team Adult somehow. Okay. Even though I think both boys and Team Adults will have rejoined, I think it's gonna involve Team Adult in that either like Lana Nynaeve track somebody who's like difficult to track, or Moraine like manages to track somebody like you know. Yeah, Team Adult tracks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe Team Wolf. Maybe Team Wolf. Maybe uh yeah. Maybe I'm wrong about uh, boys meeting up with Team Adult and that's who they're tracking. But I don't know. I don't know. 
Who knows? We'll find out later. Yeah. Uh oh. What? Oh no, fuck. Oh, you did everything, didn't you? I'm not good with Excel. Well, it's a good thing this is Google Sheets then, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty soon we're going to have like our longest chapter block followed up by I think our shortest. Um, is the time at the eyes without pity chapter? That is a big chapter group, isn't it? Yeah, it's 90 pages. I'm looking at the schedule now. Um, oh, I know. I know these chapters. I remember them. Oh, never mind. It's not our shortest, but it is our longest for the book. For this book. I mean, I at least for the next three books, because I've made sure that none of the next ones are that long. Yeah. This was... Uh, well, we divided oh, up the that. first book, folks. We just went by five chapter blocks, and then as I divided up the later books, I did it according to page number and chapter, like for like minimum of four chapters, maximum of like seven, close to like eighty pages, not quite hitting eighty. So, uh, we didn't have that for this one, though. Yeah, this one we just did five, five, yeah. five, or else we probably would have split up. Probably just do earlier prologue one and two initially. Uh, yeah. Earlier is so big. Yeah. I mean, that one's not so bad. It's the longest chapter in the whole book. It's the longest chapter in the whole book, but then the pro like the prologue's so short that it kind of makes up for it. But mm. definitely this 90-page monster coming up would have been divided differently. Yeah. Oh, is it full? It's a full 90 pages we're going to be doing? Uh, well, so chapters 29 through 33 are full 90 pages. Yeah. I remember those books, those chapters. I mean, but yeah, so we listeners. have we actually have one the longest chapter for the book in that block. Well, dark wave. That's in two weeks. That's in two weeks. Yeah, you'd be okay yes, with that. Listen- or- yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. They don't need to listen to that. Our not in front, not in front of our guests, Ethan. Um, so, <laughs> listeners, we will be covering chapters twenty-four through twenty-eight in our next episode. Uh, fl- twenty-four, flight down the Arenel. Twenty-five, the traveling people. Twenty-six, White Bridge. Twenty-seven, shelter from the storm. And twenty-eight, footprints in air. And I think yeah. that about sums it up for this uh, this rec- this episode. I believe it does. So, bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Happy reading. Happy reading. Yogi Satan. Bye. Yogi Satan. Bye. Hey, you made it to the end of our show. If you liked it, please consider giving us five stars on your podcast provider of choice. And if you want, feel free to contact us at the Dark Friends Book Club at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Have a great day and goodbye.